Pump day. Pump day. Pump day.
Vagisil. When you get a surprise between your thighs, Vagisil. You know what I really love? <laughs> the Arnie State Show. It's filthy as hell. That is bona fide badass. Yes, sir. Listen up. We are back. You're getting some ass. Yeah, baby. To all of my ass family out there, yes, we are back today. Yesterday I had jury duty. So first of all, overslept. Didn't set an alarm because I thought, hey, I can wake up by this time. Yeah, I couldn't. Got down there, sat there for about an hour and a half, and then wasn't even picked. As soon as they heard media, they are like, you are excused, sir. So there you go. Uh, all kinds of shit to get to today on the show. We have huge amount of uh, ass mail, and we have some ass questions to start off our giant pile of mail that we have to get to today. And there's, there's a couple letters in there, like the ass questions, very serious today. So we got to get to all that. Then here's the other thing we got to get to. You ready for this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, where is it? Where, where's your, Oh, no. Where did I do with it? Is it in this first one? Oh, it's not in there. God damn it, Arnie. Jesus. Get rid of, get rid of this one. Just move that. Okay. Go J, Jersey, Jersey Shore. No, Jersey, there it is. There, this is what we need right now. Because we have a huge announcement today. It's t-shirt time? Yeah, it is t-shirt What kind of t-shirt time? Not me. No, 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 not me yet. It's no. t-shirt time. It is. It, it's t-shirt time. T-shirt time. It's t-shirt time. Everybody knows it's t-shirt time. So annoying. T-shirt time. It's t-shirt time. Oh, my God. Yeah, you shut up. I'm just you shut to up. Everybody know, so I got to sell some T-shirts right here. Uh, end of the month means new T-shirts available at tpublic.com. Go to any of my social media. You will see the link to the the Arnie State store, the Arnie State Show store. Two new T-shirts today. One is the Buenos D ass. Get it? Buenos D ass. That's for all my. Uh, Hispanic brothers and sisters out there. And then we have the Mount Rushmore of mullets. That's right. Two brand new t-shirts. And you don't have to buy t-shirts. You can make them sweatshirts. You can make them long sleeve shirts like I believe Straight Fire did. You can make stickers. You can, If you're still an idiot and wearing a mask, you can wear a mask with it. It's all available at tpublic.com. Just search The Arnie State Show, and boom, it'll take you to my store, or you just go to the link that I've provided in my social media. So, uh, like I said, busy, busy morning. Let's get some good uh, good mornings out of the way here. First one here today was Douglas. He says, good morning, ass. Let's get ready to hump. Hump day, hump day, okay. hump day. Uh, Kristen says, did you see Arnie got a McRib a whole week early? That lucky some bitch. Can't wait to sink my chompers into those soon. Oh, and it was glorious. Monday night. Here in Texas every once in a while, you know, you, 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 you get lucky and they come out early because they're supposed to be out on November 1st. But we got them already. Oh, dude, we flew out of the house. I was watching Honeysuckle Rose. 
the, the Willie Nelson movie with Diane Cannon and Slim Pickens. That movie came on, and I was like, holy shit. Arnie recommends you get the mullet shirt and wear it proudly next year when you let it grow out. I'd love to be able to grow out a mullet. I can't do it, though, Ratburger. I'm sorry. Um, but, yeah, I had two McRibs, and we're driving to McDonald's. We were at a stoplight, right? I'm in the passenger seat, and dude next to me, he's got his window down. He's in some shitty Toyota truck. I roll my Chevy window down. I go, hey, McRib's available. <laughs> he just started laughing. So I was letting everybody know, McRib is available. Bam! <laughs> if you're still an idiot and wear a mask, oh, man, oh, yeah, that's my job right there. Uh, but, yes, I got the McRib, and it is glorious. Now, see, yesterday, hold on, let me get through the, the good mornings. I got to tell you about uh, the food situation yesterday. But uh, let's see. Uh, Braddy Kid, good morning to you. I hope that you have a wonderful day here in this rainy season of Dallas. Uh, Straight Fire says, happy ass hump day, everybody. Hump day. Hump day. Hump day. Mike D says, happy hump day. Y'all, all right. In front says, happy hump day. All right. Andrew says, happy hump day. Ass family, I guess the overalls worked. Yeah, I didn't get picked, so thank God. Iraq says, good morning, survived yet another storm last night, but does not have to hide in the shelter, so it is a great morning. Good, 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 good. Uh, It's McRib season. Holy shit. Yeah, it is. It is McRib season. And Sassy Pammy says, good morning. Well, Sassy Pammy, I hope you have a great day as well. So there's this burger place here in Rockwall that I was told about. Even Tommy, like, told me, he's like, dude, you got to try this place out. I ain't never been there when they opened. Okay, so this place is called Boots, B-O-O-T-S, and it's only open two hours a day, and that's Tuesday through Saturday. It's open out two and a half hours from like 11 to 1.30, and it's in some dude's garage. I'm not kidding. Type in Boots Restaurant, and you'll see it's on the corner of just, it's in a neighborhood, and you see the old-ass house that's in front. And then it's in the garage area in the back. And all they got are hamburgers and double hamburgers and ha- cheeseburgers and double cheeseburgers. That's it. They ain't got no fries. They ain't got no tater tots. They, they got a goddamn Coke machine there, like a vending machine, like you'd see at the old, you know, public pools. But everybody said, you got to get this burger. This burger's I've seen it on Travel Channel. I've, I've, I've seen it on the Food Network. Uh, not kidding. So I said, okay, I got to try it. And t- yesterday was my day to try it. Now, see, I, I went there a couple weeks ago when I was off one day. I went there, but they said there was like an hour and a half wait. Now, I'm not going to wait an hour and a half. So I got there yesterday right when they opened. Kicked me out of court. I said, I'm going to Boots. Went to Boots. Ordered uh, the double-double with no pickles, because pickles are the devil. Uh, finally, a use for all those extra lips and anus is normally thrown out after slaughter. Don't care. It's delicious, straight fire. So I sat there, waited about five minutes, called my name, gave me a burger. And, and I went home to where I could sit down and enjoy. And I got to say, it was a tasty burger. Uh. Triple T says, Arby's has a new rib sandwich. Do you have one near you? Oh, we got a bunch of Arby's. I'm waiting. Tommy said he's going to try it. So I got I to gotta wait till Tommy 
lets me know about that rib concoction they got. That that cheap knockoff of the McRib. So uh, I had this burger. And I got to say, yesterday I was like, okay, it's about an eight. Yeah, I mean, it's not the perfect burger because, you know, they don't ask how to cook it. it it's smashed down. Now the more I'm thinking about it, it's about a six and a half maybe to a seven. Good morning, Alicia. Thank you so much for the sourdough you sent. We are feeding it right now. I guess that's what it's called. Um, but, yeah, yeah, thank you for that. Appreciate it. I had this burger, right? And, look, look if you want a real Texas burger, you want to go to a place as, and you're in Dallas, we're going to go there on Friday because we've been to the one in Garland, and it's not like as good as the original, and it's called Keller's. Keller's is an old drive-in place, and they got tater tots. Like, like the bun wasn't anything special, wasn't even toasted. They don't have, like, a special sauce that Boots put on it. it it's a burger. It, it's like mayonnaise or whatever kind of concoction they got on there. Their special sauce, but it wasn't that special. Lettuce, tomato. It's fresh. I'll say that. It's really fresh. Like I said, six and a half to a seven, maybe. Keller's is about an eight and a half to a nine. So we're going to go to Keller's. I'm, I'm going to compare them this week. But, yes, McRib is out. So I got that, that, that. Um, T-shirt time did that. Saturday, since I didn't do a show yesterday, I will be. Buenos dias, Ogre. I'm guessing you're broadcasting from a closet or having technical. Am I having technical issues? Do I not sound good? Does it sound bad? I don't know. I think I sound pretty good. It's coming in loud and clear for me. Um. But Saturday, I will be broadcasting live the Texas Longhorn game against Baylor. I'm going to show that idiot Joel Clack, Clack, whatever his fucking name is, how to do a broadcast. Oh, it will be very one-sided. If you're a Baylor fan, I don't suggest you listen. If you're a Baylor fan, I suggest you jump off a bridge, but that's just me. But, yes, that happens Saturday. It'll be uh, 9 o'clock West Coast time, 11 o'clock Central, 12 Eastern Standard Time. The Texas Longhorns traveling all the way to Waco to take on the Baylor Bears. Now, I'm going to start your day off with some great news. America has free tacos! That's right. Taco Bell's promotion, steal a base, steal a taco is happening again during the World Series. And last night, game one, first leadoff hitter hit a fucking bomb. First time ever leadoff hitters hit a home run in the World Series like that. It was the second pitch, too, by the way. You sound quieter, a bit echoey, and you don't have a pop filter. Maybe it's just me. No, I think it's just you. But everybody else says it sounds fine. I, I don't know what it could be. Do I have my echo on? No, echo's not on. All right, we'll see. Um, But yes, America has free tacos. I don't know when the day is going to be, but our main man, Ozzy Albies, he got on base and in the third pitch took off. Stole second, and that gave us tacos. And I will say this, uh, I have been known to drive to quite a few Taco Bells. I know where there are a lot of Taco Bells here between Rockwall and Wiley and LaVon 
and Garland and Rowlett and Saxe. Those are all my surrounding areas. We're, 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 we're going to do it up. Uh, when I get the actual date, when they release the date, oh, wait, the free Nacho Cheese Doritos Local Tacos will be available Thursday, November 4th. There it is right there, I guess. No, that, that's an old story. I don't know when it's going to be. I, when I find out, I'll tell you. Oh, how's that sound? That sounds about right. Okay. All right. Now, I've covered all the pre-stuff that I need to cover. Um, I'm going to do the show a little different today. We're going to actually have a conversation. I do have to update you on this story, though. Um, the Loudoun County students... Loudoun County is the school district where the, the board members hid an actual sexual assault that happened uh, from a student, I guess, that was acting like a trans. I don't know if they're trans or not, I, I, and don't care. It was a boy wearing a dress and was in the girl's bathroom, sexually assaulted a girl. They hid it from the parents, and even the superintendent said, oh, I didn't get the email, even though they did get the email, and that person has been busted. Well, the students yesterday... Uh, Boger says, surprising in a city full of Mexicans where every other name ends with Ez. Albuquerque only has a few Taco Bells. Thankfully, one is only a few minutes from my house. Ogre, that's the way you do it. Let, let, before I get into this Loudoun County story. Take, take your boy with you. And y'all go in there and get two, right? And then you do the drive-through. See, th- there's, there's plenty of ways to do it. Or you go in there separately. Send him in first so you can watch him. Say, tell him to say his dad's in the car, right? And they'll give him two because they're willing to hand out tacos, right? And then you go in and you say, yeah, my, my, my kids are in the car. Can I get a couple tacos? And they'll give you two. You can make, you know, look, I've done it all. I've done that trick. I've done the go in and then do the drive-through. It's great. It works out perfectly. There you go. Getting y'all free tacos. Um. Here's the deal. Uh, The students who chose to participate will not be penalized. They're asking students, though, to please be peaceful about it without signage. The students in Loudoun County, Virginia, staged a walkout, and they walked out of school yesterday. Now, as far as I can see in the pictures that I have seen, this is what a peaceful protest looks like. Students walked out of class. I mean, not that it's going to do anything, but they walked out of class to uh, to protest the school board and the idiots that run said school board. Now, it just so happened to happen also uh, on the same day that the 15-year-old Virginia boy who did the sexual assault and, by the way, went to another school and had another sexual assault. And remember, these sexual assaults led to a father being arrested at a school board meeting and then called a domestic terrorist. The young man was found guilty. (laughs) Juvenile Court Judge, uh, Chief Judge Pamela Brooks found sufficient evidence to sustain charges of forcible sodomy and forcible fellatio. 
the ruling on the juvenile court is equivalent of a conviction for the boy. He's due back in court on charges that he allegedly sexually attacked another kid. They need to lock this bitch up. They need to lock this kid up. They need to take the superintendent and not only fire him, but bring charges of, against him for I, I don't give a fuck what it is. Putting children in a bad situation, lying to parents. Come on. He said he never heard of anything, yet he talked about the email three days beforehand. I'm happy to see this happen. I'm happy that the courts ruled against this kid. I'm glad to see these kids. And, and by the way, right now is this whole protest walkout phase that we're in as a country. I can't wait till it goes away. Because, look, most of those kids, let's tell the truth. Most of those kids walked out of class because they didn't want to be in class. They don't know what the fuck is going on. They don't really care. They just want to get out of class. Some of them do. Now, I ain't going to say all of them. But you're going to have some kids in that school like, oh, we can walk out? Fuck yeah, I don't want to be in that class. Did the school district not conduct the required Title IX investigations? I don't believe they did because the superintendent tried to hide the fact that this happened. It took the father getting arrested at a school board meeting to make this a story, let alone a national story, that his daughter was in the bathroom trying to use the bathroom, and this boy came in there in a skirt and had his way with this man's daughter. And the school hit it. And moved the boy to another school, and he did the same thing, minus the dress. This is awful. These are elected officials. This is why I tell you guys you have to go out and vote. Douglas says, I'd want everyone involved in the cover-up to be held accountable. Charge everyone with accessory. I don't like having to worry about my kid risk or at risk or abuse. I don't blame you. I don't blame any parent out there. I think this is awful. This is, this is not what our country is. And that's why, and this is where I, I came up with this yesterday while I was sitting waiting to either be picked or not picked. I have three questions I just want to go over. I don't have any stories to go along with them. This is where I need your impact or your input to come back to me on these three questions that I have. My first question is, when did we go soft as a country? Was it after World War II, after all the innocent people died in Japan? This is question one. Now, I'm going to answer and, and think about it. I, I want to explain this. World War II, we didn't want any part of being in World War II. We stayed away as long as we could. We knew the Jews were being executed. We knew that all this shit was going on in Europe, and we did nothing really about it. It took Japan coming to Hawaii and bombing Pearl Harbor. To, to wake up the big dog. Now, you got to think about the time frame we're in. It's 1941 America. We just, we're, we're just at the tail end of the Great Depression. People in America were, were not really happy. 
dust bowls had happened, horrible things had happened all over the country. We're just trying to find our way back, and here's a country, and it attacks us. And we fought. And we sent brave young men over there. Young women were nurses happening over there. No no women were on the front lines then. We had amazing technology on our battleships. I learned a bunch about the USS Texas and how it was one of the greatest battleships of all time and was retired after World War II. We had D-Day at Normandy. And that's back when we, we, were a, we were a pretty fucking badass country. And it took our president at the time, Harry S. Truman, dropping two atomic bombs on Japan because they wouldn't stop fighting. After the second one, they said, okay, we're done. And millions and millions of people were killed. Now, if you look at, at uh, Truman's writings, he, he felt bad about that later. And it affected him in his decision-making in the Korean War. Did we become soft? Did we feel bad? I, I, I honestly don't know, and I, I wish I had more people that lived in that era who listened who, or at least were around me that I could talk to. Did we feel bad that we if, if, annihilated 2 million people? Well, wasn't that it? About 2 million people in Japan, quote-unquote innocent people. Uh, all, all America also stopped trading with Japan before Pearl Harbor, so we weren't really exactly neutral. We had stopped trading also with Germany. That's how we got Fanta. Remember that. But when did we become soft? Because like it or not, we are a soft country. Maybe it wasn't then. Maybe it was the 60s. I don't know. What do you guys think? Maybe it was the 60s that started to soften us up with the hippies and the peace protests and all that kind of stuff. And I had that question yesterday in my head, and I was wondering, wow, I mean, you know, the greatest generation, they saved us. Radberger just sent me a text that said, it started in the 60s, all the BS from the hippies thinking dropout, permanent welfare state. And in those 60s, 20-somethings had kids who created a huge group of gimme people. Now we're on the third generation of that. All right. Oh, I, I look, look. If I was alive during World War II, I would have been happy with that damn bombing. And what it led to was this. I'll tell you what it led to. It didn't let, they didn't let MacArthur cross the 38th parallel in Korea to finish the war because at that time, China was helping North Korea. We were on the side of South Korea. Ogre says the end of World War II was the genesis of it. Yeah. As victors of the war and the clear-cut top dog of Western civilization, the immediate needs of survival and prosperity had been met. We could afford to turn our attention inward and focus on higher emotional needs. People could start exploring the rotting underbelly of sexism and racism, and it was brought to light and gave us a need to address. When these things get discussed and met, it compounds again and again, always seeking more to be met. 
Uh, it reached ludicrous crescendo with our current fights over word usage canceling. Just like humans, after basic survival needs being met, we need more affirmative and emotional connection. Uh, let's see. The nation is just macro, oh, man, macrosomic extension of the basic need. Happy hump day there, hot mama. Hold on a second. Hump day. Hump day. Hump day. So let's go back, though. Let, let, let's think about this. Uh, I would say that my generation has ushered in the weakness. Granted, many of my generations were raised by hippies. I swear, when I was a child, people had thicker skin. In my beliefs, every generation has its faults, its weakening, every generation before them. It's a ripple effect that parents don't want their children to suffer. When they realize that suffering builds character, it's too late. And my decent sad part is everything Ogre said is not taught in school today. Well, let's go to more current events. We were rolling around. Look, look, things had gotten better for America in the 90s. The prosperity prosperity of the dot-com boom and all that kind of stuff. And America was back. Now, before I get to, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I, w- I was in the middle of a thought when I started reading something. Hold on, before I say America is back, 90s, back. North Korea, I, I, I had started the thought about how we weren't allowed to finish. If you think about it, great leaders like George Patton. George Patton knew that Russia was going to be a problem, and he wanted to deal with it while the troops were still ready to fight, still ready to engage, still ready to go. And they said no. MacArthur wanted to keep pushing. They said no. Mainly because they knew we would have been outgunned right then and there. If we had kept pushing in Korea, and this is why the Korean conflict, the Korean War, my father served during that. You can kind of give that one a push that we didn't win, but we didn't really lose. Vietnam... I still don't know what the need in Vietnam was for to stop the communist takeover of Vietnam, to stop communism, and the way we treated our soldiers on the way back. It's terrible. It's absolutely terrible what we did. But we got past all that. We get to this dot-com phase, this boom in the 90s, and we're back, and everything is awesome. Then what happened? September 11th, 2001 happened. We're minding our business. At least we think that America's minding its own business. And all of a sudden, the World Trade Centers. Vietnam was a money grab by the military-industrial complex working hand-in-hand with lingering fear of communism for political gain. Okay, I can agree with that. Ratberger says, uh, important to note that each of these generations has led to a majority of the population who are tax receivers instead of taxpayers. Ask World War II and Korean generation why hard work is one of the most important things you can do. That's why they were the greatest generation. Yep. It was utter horseshit, and countless vets were traumatized and lives ruined for absolutely fucking nothing. Yeah. 
It's true. And a lot of Americans treated those young men who came back from that war that I, I, I wasn't, I'm not old enough to really think about it. A war that we probably shouldn't have had any part in. And we treated like those, those people like shit. We spit on them. So now we have September 11th happen. Now, this is the part that, that, that I've grown lost to because I've watched all this happen. I've watched it unfold with my own eyes. When September 11th happened, I've never seen our country more patriotic afterwards. I have the pictures, and it still, it still brings a tear to my eye whenever I see the video of George Bush throwing that strike at the World Series. You can say what you want about the flags being made in China. I don't care. It was still awesome to see all the red, white, and blue that was out there. We're a patriotic country. It's been 20 years. What the fuck happened? Is this like the end of World War II? Did we start feeling bad for the dirt people? Because this was a 20-year war that never produced a winner. I mean, look at the Middle East right now. And look what it's done. Look at how our country has, has turned. I will tell you from a broadcasting, comedic standpoint, how much it changed after 9-11. You could make all the terrorist jokes you wanted to make. Now you can't. Oh, you're, you're Islamophobic. Well, yeah, I'm Islamophobic. They fucking flew into our buildings. Why did we feel bad for them? We didn't do anything to them. They hated the way we lived our lives. They don't want women to be out and having freedoms and having jobs and and not being covered up. They're opposed to capitalism. Yet if you look at who funds all this, the fine folks in Saudi Arabia, they're driving around in diamond-encrusted Mercedes and solid gold Porsches. Don't see a lot of people in America doing that. Which which makes me shake my head. Is it about religion? Is it anti if it's anti-capitalism, then why are they driving around? Why do people have diamond collars on cheetahs that they're walking over there? I'm so very confused. Not only did we have time, no, uh, time to focus on our own after World War II, they brought over uh, the sick and de- uh, demented scientists amid doctors over here, and their first plan for Operation Paperclick is working very well. Iraz says, my boyfriend fought over there, and people always say he's Islamophobic too, but his response was, okay, let's see how you feel with them chasing after you, trying to kill you, and screaming.
I wouldn't say that I'm anti is or I'm Islamophobic. I would more more say that I'm anti-Islam. And I've said this for a long time, and I won't take it back. If this is truly about religion, truly about religion for these people, here's my question. What is it, about 4% of Muslims are the jihad, jihad ones, 4%? Roughly the same amount of people that were Germans... The 4% were Nazis, and everybody else was scared. Here's where I, I, I don't understand it. When some whack job Christian comes out, let, let, you know what? And they blow up an abortion clinic, what's the first thing we do? We go out, we round them up, and we throw them in prison. Or at least we denounce them. Look at the Westboro Baptist Church. I believe that is in, what, Kansas? I, I think it's in Kansas. Westboro Baptist Church comes out and they ruin funerals for, for servicemen and women. And their they're, they're, they're boards and they're chanting, God hates fags. Because they're anti-gay. What happens? We denounce them. We say, no, this isn't what Christianity is. Where is that 96% of Muslims? Because you're right, uh, straight fire, 4% of a billion is 400 million. Or wait, no, 4%. 10% would be 100 or they got a billion. 100 million, 50 million, about 40 million. And they have all these other, you have 96% of Muslims that do not denounce the terrorists. Now, I don't know if that's because they're a peaceful religion. I don't know if that's because Allah tells them not to do it. I don't know what it is, but... We denounce, uh, look, look what we did to the Catholic Church. Yes, the Catholic Church raped boys for hundreds of years. Finally, it came out, and maybe it'll have to be 100 years before Islam does this. I hope not, because I don't want to be in any more wars. I don't want to put young men and women's lives in jeopardy, in danger, to fight over in, in Shittistan yet again. Mainly because I think the young people today are too soft. They're too soft to fight in any kind of real war. I'm not talking about the ones that are in right now. I'm talking about the future. I think they're too soft. And we feel bad for the dirt people. This is why we try to, to usher in democracy there when they don't want democracy. The problem with America that I have is that we think everybody wants to be us. I don't care if other countries want to be us. I really don't. I love our freedoms. 
I love what, what our country stands for. And if you want to get behind that as another country, more power to you. If you don't, fuck off. Yet here we are trying to usher in democracy in, in a place that hasn't had any sort of democracy for thousands of years. And by the way, they don't want it. These are the things that, that keep me thinking all day long, and I can't enjoy naps anymore because my brain won't turn off, especially this last question I have. You have, don't even have to go too far for this one. All you got to go do is go back one full summer. Why is it that we allowed... Violent protests to happen in the streets of our nation. I was living in Sacramento at the time, and I remember watching a news clip from downtown Sacramento. It showed police officers standing outside of a sneaker shop. And all I saw were young men jumping out of the windows. I'm sure women could have been in there too, but I only saw young women jumping... And they had boxes of shoes. And the police let them get away. We, we had a police station in Minneapolis set on fire, a substation set on fire. And the reporter, who was from CNN at the time, called it a peaceful protest. While down the street, there was a, a fireman who had sunk his life savings into a bar. He wanted to open a bar. And they were a week away from the grand opening. And the bar burnt to the ground. And he had, and by the way, he was black. And he had nothing to do with anything that happened with Derek Chavon or George Floyd. Nothing at all. And these peaceful protesters burned his bar to the ground, and no one to this day has seen a minute of jail time for that. Yet, the federal government wants to prosecute, and let me just say this, correctly and rightly they want to prosecute the people that burst into the Capitol on January the 6th. I got into it with somebody about January the 6th. And they said everybody that was there was a non-peaceful protester. And I said, not everybody. And they said, what are you talking about? I said, what about all the people that were there to hear Donald Trump speak? Yeah, those people are guilty too. No, they aren't. Those people led a peaceful protest. We know one person that was there. Someone who was very active on this show. I had Brian. She didn't participate in the insurgents that happened. So why is it all those people are being prosecuted? We're using facial recognition to get them. Remember this? They weren't arrested at the time. Some people were arrested at the time, but they weren't arrested at the time. And by the way, they should be arrested for what they did. Let me, let me go on saying this. 
But why aren't we using that same technology to find those kids that broke into the sneaker shop in Sacramento? Why aren't we using that same technology to find people that did Kyle Rittenhouse? Kyle Rittenhouse, who I, I, I don't know where I stand on Kyle Rittenhouse. He took a gun to a protest, and I think if you're going to take a gun to a protest, you're expecting something bad to happen, and something bad will happen. But what about all those people that were protesting? What about the people that, that struck him first? We don't do anything about that. We allow all these violent protests to happen during an entire summer when, by the way, we were supposed to be locked inside because of COVID. But those people on January 6th, those are the bad ones. Ogre says, same thing with China. They never had a representative government and probably never will. When Guns N' Roses always said the next album was going to be called Chinese Democracy, I thought it was a joke like it would never come out. Kind of like China will never have democracy. It came out, and it shouldn't have. It was a terrible record. In college, I befriended many Middle Eastern young men. They sure did do uh, love American women. A Syrian uh, bot told me, boy told me he would marry me and keep me pregnant at home. Okay. Douglas says double standard politics. Get arrested for taking a tour of the Capitol. We should be using uh, that as little as possible, in my opinion. Your out says good morning, family. Happy hump day. Hump day. Hump day. But I thought of all these questions, and I, I, I thought about it, and I, I was sitting there yesterday going, when did we become so soft? Why are we so soft as a, as a people? And here's a great, great example of how soft we are. What about the FBI agents caught on video thrashing shit? The known Antifa members, the cops uh, let them in the back door. Where's the bomber and the rest of these known Antifa members who were the ones stirring shit up? The thousands of hours of video. Why aren't they releasing it? January 6th was nothing but a setup. It's a joke. And if we can see it, don't you think the rest of the world can see it? This is where we are now as a country. I want you to listen to this story. And then we're going to take a break and we're going to do mail. The University of Pittsburgh. Panthers, Dan Marino, Tony Dorsett, decent football school a long time ago, but a real college. The University of Pittsburgh has declared the terms secretary and clerk sexist language. This is where we are. The new gender-inclusive, non-sexist language guidelines and resources page made by the Office for Equity, Diversity, and Inclusion at the University of Pittsburgh features a section titled, Terms to Use to Avoid Sexist Language. Here's the things. Tools for writing, terms to use to avoid sexist language. The language to use, 
humankind, not mankind. <laughs> because saying mankind is sexist. What happened? Are you all talking about the guy who got out of jail for denouncing Trump? And No, no. We're, we're just talking about how stupid America is. How about this? This is what you should use the chair or chairperson, not the chairman, because that is sexist. We knew this one was coming. First-year student instead of that sexist term of freshman. Lower division, upper division, undergraduate. Upperclassmen, lowerclassmen. That is sexist. We have to use the word administrator now in, instead of using secretary or clerk. And instead of using the phrase ladies and gentlemen, which, by the way, doesn't that ladies and gentlemen, you have to use colleagues, guests, friends, people, students, folks. These are the words at the University of Pittsburgh that you have to use, or you will be deemed a sexist. Scott, mankind is now sexist. Poor Mick Foley. It should be person kind. The word human has man in it. <laughs> you know what, Ogre? Yeah, you're right. You and Alicia are right. This is amazing to me. That this is what we spend time on in this country. You can't use the term manners either. Ah, Tisk folks come from the German Volks, and Germans made Nazis. Can't use that. If Derek Chauvin is a murderer, so is Michael Byrd. Can't say one small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. Cancel Neil Armstrong. This is why I asked the question, what happened to our country? What the fuck happened? We're so worried about terms and things we say that might upset somebody's feelings. This all comes back to that. This is about feelings. And I'll say it for the millionth time. Fuck your feelings. Ratburger just texted, please tell me that the words like hun, babe, hot legs, slut aren't on this list. No, they, they haven't gone quite that far. The people coming up with these rules are paid to do so. Yeah, but you know what? I, I, I'm going to disagree with that. I'm going to disagree with that, Kale. The people that come up with these terms, are ter they, they're paid to run the university. Not to change 
language. This is what we're doing. We're changing language. If you were at my stand-up show on my birthday in Sacramento, and I've done it on this show, we have, we have fucked up our own language with these pronouns. What's your pronoun? They, them. Well, you can't use they, them in a singular sentence. If you're talking about one person, you can't say they. Oh, yeah. They was at the restaurant last night. Them had a steak. That's just stupid. Why don't we just go back to Goo Goo Gaga? For the love of God, this is about feelings. People like Demi Lovato, can you imagine coming out in, in, in the 50s saying, don't call space people aliens because it hurts their feelings? People like Demi Lovato would be canceled. And by the way, rightfully so, because that's stupid. After we do mail, I have an update on Dave Chappelle, and it's fascinating what's happening with Dave Chappelle right now. Ken Dog says, fuck your feelings. Ken Dog says, bravo, Arnie, fuck your feelings. Hashtag FYF. Boy, that, that's giving me a T-shirt idea right there. Hashtag FYF, and right underneath it, fuck yo feelings. Remember what I said about having our needs met? We need something adversarial to fight against to feel like we're moving forward or doing something important to contribute to the pages of history. Bitching about the minute of language in these particular cases, not all, is the pinnacle of the term first world problem. Yes, yes, you are absolutely right about that. Love that he brought this up in the show and there was trans woman working behind the snack counter. I had no idea there was a trans gal behind the snack counter. And by the way, I don't give a fuck. If that's what you want, look, look, look. Hold on, before I get to that, let's see. Nope, not using those BS, they, them pronouns for one fucking person. You can use they, them if they're fat enough and they count as multiple people. Here's the thing. If, by chance... I, I don't know what non-binary means. And by the way, I don't want the definition because I don't ever want to know what non-binary means. If we were told for the last 20 months to follow the science, okay, I'll play along in your stupid game. If you're born with a wiener and balls, and wrongly we called you a little boy this whole time, let me say I am so sorry that you identify as a female now. But if you identify as a female, your pronouns are she and fucking her. Not they, them. If you were born a little girl, you had a hoo-ha, and you could reproduce at some point in your life. And now you think that you were a tomboy all those years and you want to be a male. And you get the surgery, you get the floppy cock on you. Your pronouns are he, him. I'm giving you that. But that's not good enough. They have to want they, them. 
and, and all this other bullshit that's out there. Let me just tell you, Americans, the rest of the world is watching, and they're seeing how weak we are. We as a nation need to stand up to this bullshit and support people like Dave Chappelle, who's a fucking comedian, and they want to run him clean out of town. No, we're not going to allow that to happen. We're not going to let people be run out of doing whatever they do because they call someone chairman of the board. Can we no longer refer to Frank Sinatra as the chairman of the board? He's the chairperson of the board? No. No, I, 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 I'm not going to do it. And, and by the way, if I don't do it, that doesn't mean I hate you or I think you're, I think you're shit. I'm not going to change my language for you. Sorry, but not sorry. Um, just saw something that they're wanting people to do a fourth booster. Oh, I, uh, look, look, I do have, do I have the story about that? Uh, I think I, I, I wanted to try to stay away from COVID as much as I could today because I'm just tired uh, of COVID. Um, I, oh, it's in mail. It's in mail. I, I will cover this in mail. There is a story out of Washington state where, the governor has come out and said all private businesses have to have vaccine mandates. So either you, you get the vaccine or your business is shut down. Well, then you're going to see a ton of businesses leaving Washington State and they're going to go broke. And then they won't have money for the state to do the fucking operations to change boys into girls and girls into boys anymore. Um, this is all about getting more money out of the populace. FDA approved using our five-year-olds as test subjects, not my son. Don't blame you. Better get religious exempt from the college I attend just announced yesterday that we need to the shot today or we can't enroll for spring semester. Isn't that amazing? Isn't it truly amazing? We're never going to learn a, about how safe the vaccine is unless we start giving it away. That's just the way it goes. <sighs> Look, I've been pretty serious here. And, and the, the, the second email today is, is a very serious email. I promise I'll lighten things up. We will take a break here. First, though, we will tell the jokes for the day today. Today's jokes on TikTok. Uh, this one I think I, I've repeated, but I don't care. I like it. Why are there no Walmarts in Afghanistan? Because there's a target on every corner. Did you know that Ellen is producing and updating a version of the Little Hero of Holland? Yeah, it's called the Little Dutch Girl with her finger in the dike. And what's the difference between a boomerang and a dad from the hood? The boomerang comes back. Are they even allowing? Some places are allowing religious exemptions. It, 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 look, it's just stupidity that's ha happening right now. That that that's all. We we have to realize this is stupidity, and and the problem is, is that yes, we have to fight the stupidity. We do have to fight. It's not going to be a fun fight, and it's going to be a messy one, but the fight is worth it. The fight is worth it 
especially for you parents out there who have kids. All right, when we come back, we have listener mail. And by the way, I have a fucking treat for you today with the Ask Arnie songs. Killed himself trying to make a living. Oklahoma. He done a double backflip. 
change everything they they don't really have skin in the game and it's a, it's really really annoying but like i said we are going to move on we're going to move on and uh like i said i have something very special for you 
We're going to, to move on to uh, listener mail. And by the way, listener mail is brought to you each and every time by our fine friends over at JS Floors, the best in the rest. Let me tell you about the rest. This is odd and disturbing on so many levels. The rest, you know what they like to do? They like to come into your house and not only go into all your chairs and love seats and smell the seats, but then they undo their pants because they're aroused and they try to impregnate your pets. Dogs, cats, birds, even goldfish. You know why goldfish smell like fish? It's because of the rest. You know who doesn't do that? That's right, JS Floors doesn't do that. Jesse and the guys at JS Floors, no. They want to come in and give you the best floors possible. Give them a call at 775-267-4123. And since, by the way, Kale, congratulations. He's gotten his first McRib of the year. I'm sure it was delicious. We have two ask questions to begin with, and you know that we sing for all the ask questions. And I have a very special treat for you after this one right here. Band, you're warmed? You ready? <clears throat> Anytime. Oh, Arnie, Arnie. Oh, Arnie, Arnie. Oh, Arnie, I need help from you today you're gonna have to tell me marriage finance you know just what to say well you're just gonna write me and you should do it right now ask arnie or i'll fuck a cow yes i will Confess, I still love cheese, Gouda cheese. When you don't write me, I fuck a cow. So ask me now, or I'll go and fuck that cow. Oh, Arnie, Arnie. All right, all right. Now that's the first one. That's the first one. Here we go with the second one. And it's a classic that has been improved because we have added a third verse. Are you ready? I'm ready. Got some problems. I can help you. Don't worry, I'm a trained professional. We've all been there time after time. Now you gotta ask so I can help you out. Ask me now, ask me now before I fuck a cow. You know I'll about it 
fucking a cow. Fucking a cow. All your ratings are in the gutter. You sure miss me. That is fucking obvious. Fat and fatter is what you've become. Don't you merely miss me? When bonus checks come out, ask me now, ask me now, because I'm fucking a cow. I told you I'd do it, and I'm bragging about it. Fucking a cow, fucking a cow. In the morning hours and miss me The radio reminds me that I'm in the right place Driving down the road you hear me say All the bad words Like shit and fuck and cock and cunt Ask me now Ask me now Because I'm fucking a cow. I told you I'd do it, and now I'm doing it. Fucking a cow. Fucking a cow. Fucking a cow. Fucking a cow. I have said I'm fucking a cow. I told you I'd do it. Man, I, I, I just got to say, that right there, that, that's the greatest one of all time. That's right, I, I hit the bridge on that one. Verse 1, verse 2, bridge, and then finish it. Bam! That shit happened. Arnie, I don't uh, do Instagram. Can you post a link to the Chappelle clapback against trannies? Uh, I will try to do that. Oh, Doug has put it up there. There it is right there. So there you go. So uh, that, that is the new version of the Country Road song. The third verse was gold. Thank you. I wrote it this morning. I was like, you know what? It just doesn't sound right. Uh, and I kind of fucked it up. But that, uh, today was the first time we did it. So we'll have to do it again. Uh, let's see. Uh, the, like, the verse goes like this here. Hold on. You hear my voice, you hear my voice in the morning hours and listen. The radio reminds me that I'm in the right place. Driving down the road, you hear me say all the bad words like shit and fuck, cock and cunt. See, there you go. So, bam, that shit just happened. Uh, look at that, Derek. Finally able to listen. Happy hump day, everybody. Well, right hump back at day. you, my friend. Hump day. Hump day. All right, our first ask question here. This is from Ratburger. He wrote me. He says, hey, Arnie, I've been a huge fan of the Walking Dead franchise. I've not been happy with what they did to the original series in the last few seasons, and the show did go downhill fast. I'm not certain why, but I do know that the original showrunners left, and AMC brought in a bunch of newbies and probably worked for pennies on the dollar so i'm guessing this has led their show uh led their shit show and a bunch of minimum wage new showrunners talks about the other two series now for sunday's show and my question 
On Sunday, there, as you know, there was a lot of rain, and my direct TV dish would not receive parts of the show and down resolution what did record. So I did not watch the show live. Instead, last night, I went to the on-demand section and started to watch the latest episode with commercials, which I never do. That sucks. I hate the demand thing where you can't fast forward. Uh, the show started with a baby cry. I initially turned the volume down so I didn't have to listen to it. I let the show go for five minutes, and the show continued with the baby crying and no other dialogue. I got pissed, turned the show off, and told my wife, I can't watch this, and left the room. I just can't stand listening to a crying baby, and this ruined the show for me. Now, I get the show is trying to show the parents of the baby struggling to get food for a hungry baby, but why do the writers and directors of the episode insist on a nonstop baby crying instead of some real dialogue or even better acting, some acting? Hangtown Jen, good morning to you as well. After I left my room, my wife turned the show back on and watched it afterwards. She said the baby crying was in the most of the episode until the end. When the show got better, I apparently didn't miss anything except an hour of a crying baby and 10 minutes of a decent show. This is what I need to ask you, the TV and movie expert. What value is a crying baby to a show? Do people actually enjoy this? I know I'm extremely anal retentive, but am I the only one who finds a crying baby in a show completely unnecessary and highly disturbing? So much that I refuse to watch the show because of it. And by the way, I might be done with the Walking Dead franchise after a few years of crappy shows and now this. This is actually a really great question about modern television. Now... They did that. I'm going to base this on comedy, especially Family Guy. I love Family Guy, but Family Guy does something. And some people find it funny. I don't. I find it annoying. The people that find it funny are usually the writers of the show and, and, and the people that are in that inner circle. They do the shows, and Will Ferrell is responsible for a lot of this, too. They do a lot of stuff on Funny or Die that isn't funny. You just kind of sit there and you laugh because you're supposed to laugh, but your inside head is saying, why am I laughing at this? You see, they do a lot of stuff like this baby crying. That's an inside thing for them. They're entertaining themselves. See, this is where TV has lost the big picture and radio. You're supposed to appeal to the mass not the people that are behind the scenes. Comedy, what, what, what Family Guy does, like when Peter falls down, he's going, oh, oh, oh. And they run that for like 40 seconds. It's painful to watch, but the thing is, is that Seth MacFarlane is sitting there laughing at it because he finds it funny. They've lost, this is the problem that I have with modern productions and things like this, they've lost what the big picture is. The big picture is entertaining everybody, not just their group of people that they want to entertain. And this is something that I can see being very edgy or something that the producers are going to say, oh, this will show you exactly what it is, how hard it is to keep a baby fed. Well, most people that watch that show, if they have kids, they already know what that's like. And they fucking hated it when they went through it. So they know exactly what it is. 
Make the baby cry for like four seconds, four or five seconds. And those people will be transformed back to when they were having kids and their babies cried all fucking night. And now you have to put up with it for an entire show. I would have done the exact same thing. I hit my knee the other day and did the Peter Griffin thing. Nobody got it. Yeah, I was typing that before you said it, Arnie, LOL. Yeah. And that's one of those things that Family Guy does because the people that produce Family Guy think it's funny. I don't. I hate that. that that's part of Family Guy that I hate. And I don't like it when they, they do that. Saturday Night Live does it. They do things that, that the, the crew and the other castmates think is funny. But it's not funny. See, people like Adam Sandler and Farley and David Spade, back when that show, even though people hated that group when they were on there, we can look back at that group and go, boy, that's a golden age of Saturday Night Live. They did what was funny, not to just them, but to everybody. They included everyone in the joke. You are not being included in the writing. And that's why shows like The Walking Dead have lost a huge chunk of their viewers. They've still got a lot of viewers out there because people invested so much time. But the main thing is that they don't care about that anymore. They're doing this show for themselves, and I, I'm terrified that Better Call Saul will do the same thing when it comes back for its final season in 2022. You, you'll see this happen in, in, a, in a lot of shows. Jerry Seinfeld never did, and that's why I give credit to Jerry Seinfeld. I, I'm not a big Jerry Seinfeld stand-up fan. He's a genius. I like my comedians to be dirty. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to take anything away from But his TV show was funny to everybody. They didn't make inside jokes. They did the show for everybody. Cheers did the show for everybody. Now, more than ever, you see a lot of shows doing these inside jokes and things that they think are funny. Christopher says, Walking Dead hasn't been a good show in a half a decade. Also, your response, letter writer, to hearing a baby cry is a bit disturbing. SVU fans might think you're like the guy from the Shaken Baby episode. Chill out. Well, I do religiously watch The Walking Dead, but I have never watched the spinoffs. I thought that was too much. No need for them all. And four-month breaks? Annoying. Yeah. Look, I, 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 I'm tired of these split seasons. I'm tired of all that bullshit. God bless Netflix when they released the, uh, the show You. They released all the episodes. I really hate what Apple TV does with Ted Lasso. By the way, yesterday I watched like five episodes of the first season. I'm re-watching Ted Lasso again because that show's so genius. And I wish they would release more than one a week. Just give it all to me. Let me, let me just watch it. We've been watching uh, Seinfeld at night to just chill and uh, lull off to bed. He's not funny these moments when he was funny, but that's it. The situations that are, they're in are funny. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I look back on Seinfeld, and I, I can still laugh at the episodes like I can laugh at the episodes of Cheers still. Those were funny shows. Today's comedies, I, I have a hard time with. Hey, look at that. Somebody bought a shirt today. Kick ass. Oh, the Ass University sold today. Kick ass. By the way, T-shirts, big sale going on right now at Public. Uh, so here's uh, the next one. Oh, what a beautiful morning. 
Welcome to Mail Call. All right, scumbag, pay attention. It's time for Mail Call. Uh, I stopped watching The Walking Dead shortly after Glenn died. Spoiler alert. It wasn't good after that. Urat says, I tried Ted Lasso. Guess I'll have to give it another shot. Didn't really hold my attention. Here's the thing that made me want to watch Ted Lasso is because I like Jason Sudeikis a lot. I root for people like Jason Sudeikis. Jason, he, I think he was way underused on Saturday Night Live. I think he's a fucking comic legend. So I'll be able to stick it out a little bit more longer. And, and it does take about four or five episodes to get into. And then once you're into it, and you've got all the characters like Roy. Roy Roy Kent is the fucking truth. That's all there is to it. I mean, Roy Kent, if you watch Ted Lasso, you you know exactly what this right here is. He's there. He's every fucking way, Roy Kent. Roy Kent. Roy Kent is, is a great character, and it, it turns out the guy was a writer on the show, and they're writing the show. They hadn't, they hadn't casted Roy Kent yet, and he goes, oh, blimey, this is me. I can play this, and he's fucking perfect. Roy Kent is the truth. Um, ended uh, is 15, but the league is awesome. Tacoma FD is the funniest out there, right? I like Tacoma FD. I think it is a very funny show. Very, very funny show. All right. Now, everybody get your serious caps on because this next one is serious. Starts out saying, Arnie, I hope you can help. I remember listening to the show when you came back after your suicide attempt, and it was the most honest show I've ever heard in my entire life. So let me be honest with you. I am having a really hard go of things right now. It seems like I can do nothing right anymore for myself or anyone. I've allowed people to use me who I thought were real friends. And I'm just so tired of having to deal with all this. I just want all the pain to stop. And there's only one way that I can think of doing this on my own. That is why I'm finally asking you. Please, if you don't mind, can you tell me your secret or your key to how you sound so good today? Honestly, this is the best you've sounded, and I have listened to you since you first started in Sacramento and used to say, what up, dog? I did. I'm sorry to be such a downer, but if anyone can help, I was hoping it was you. That was written by Frank. I can help you, Frank. Now, I, I have to go back. It was uh, November 6th will mark the 10-year anniversary. I know this because it happened a few weeks after one of the highest highs I've ever had in my life. The date was October 21st, 2011. Probably one of the greatest nights of my entire life. I've had a lot of things in my life, dreams, if you will, come true, work in radio, things like that. This was a dream I didn't think could ever come true, and it did. And I made sure that, that my dad and I were there to capture it. And that dream was October 21st, 2011, Game 3 of the World Series. 
My dad and I had tickets to go see the Cardinals play the Rangers. The game was in Texas. I grew up my entire life being a Texas Ranger fan. We had season tickets. And I got to go to a lot of games. And Dad and I had always talked about how great it was, how great it would be if the Rangers ever played the Cardinals. Now, I never thought it would happen because the Rangers have always sucked and they really suck now. But for a two-year stretch, they were the best team in the American League. And we went to the game. I, I remember the weekend vividly. That Friday, we flew in, got the rental car, drove to Whataburger, ate at Whataburger, stayed at my cousin's house. I made a couple of really bad off-color jokes about bed bugs, and they had had a bed bug problem at a hotel like six months before. I felt like an asshole, but oh well, got over it. Next day, we went to Campisi's, met up with my uncle, my Uncle Bob, who I haven't seen in forever. Just had a great day. And then we went to the World Series that night. Got there about two and a half hours early so we could enjoy everything about it. I got a red light ticket on the way home that night because I ran a red light by her house. I stopped before I turned right, but I got it. Um, and I didn't sleep that night because I was so – the Rangers lost. The Rangers got crushed because Albert Pujols had three home runs in the game. Rangers lost like 16-5. to five. I wasn't, I, I wasn't even mad. I, w- I was upset, but I wasn't mad about it. And then the Cardinals go on to win the World Series, and I'm still sick to st- my stomach about that. But that night was the highest high I'd had since the national championship game. And about three and a half weeks later, I tried to kill myself. And the reason why I tried to kill myself was is that I didn't make – a spouse support payment, and I used that money to buy the World Series tickets, and I did not care. Now, the part that got me low wasn't the part that she sent me an email saying that she was going to try to find me in contempt of court for not paying, which, by the way, looking back now on, I shouldn't have been paying then because it wasn't finalized, but oh well. You know, what got me down was an email I received from a colleague, a work colleague, that said, If you go to jail, you will lose your career. And I thought to myself, well, huh? Because we work with a guy who's been to jail, who's gotten a DUI or two. He hasn't lost his job, and I'm going to lose my job because I didn't pay one month of spouse support. So uh, to Frank, this is where I understand what you're writing. The people around you are letting you down. You can't count on them. Well, that's that was the day that I learned I couldn't count on anybody. And I felt so sick to my stomach when I got that second email. That I said, this is it. Now, I had tried to kill myself before by taking a bunch of pills because my personal life sucked at the time. And once again, this is all coming after the gr- one of the greatest nights of my entire life. I remember the day. It was November 6th, 2011. It was a Sunday. I got that email, and I said, well, fuck it. The Cowboys had won earlier, so I was in a good mood. Longhorns, I think, had a bye that weekend. 
But once I got that email, my life was just done, at least in my head. And I said, I've worked really, really hard for this career, and it's going to be taken away from me over a spouse support payment, and I don't have the backing of people around me. Well, then fuck you. I'm going to take my ball and go home because I'm done. I'm tired. I'm just like you, Frank. I didn't see a way out of it. I went in and I cut my wrists, something I'm not very proud of. Laid in my bed, waited to die. Had to get up because the blood coagulated too quickly. So I went in there, cut again. Another hour went by, and I, I've turned my phone off. I'm upstairs. The door is closed. No one is in my room with me. Nothing is in my room with me, not even my dog at that time. So I got up a third time to cut again. This time I thought I did it right because the cut I hit, it, it hit, it nicked something, and I saw a big stream of blood go up and go on the mirror, and I was like, okay, I've done it now. And back in the bed I went. Now this time I passed out. And I remember waking up, and the TV was on, and it was Sunday night football, and the Colts were playing. I think it was either the Colts and Steelers, or the Steelers, or um, and somebody. And I remember I woke up, and I was pissed that I woke up. I was pissed that I woke up because I wanted to be dead. And by the way, mind you, I have, I'm not taking drugs at this point. I was not on any drugs at this point. I put a dip in because I wanted to have a dip in. Well, with all the blood that I've lost, I got this fucking terrible fucking spinning head. And I took it out because I didn't want to throw up in the bed. I don't know why. I don't know if it was a vanity issue, but I didn't want to say the bed is covered in blood. Like to this day, I can't smell blood anymore. I took the dip out. My head's spinning. I pass out. Next thing I know, there are six police officers in my house the next morning doing a wellness check, one crawled through my dog door. Taken to the hospital, stitched up. Doctor kind of yelled at me. People came in that were allegedly close to me. And then I was checked into the nut house. Now, once again... I had a super high just three weeks before. Now I'm on the lowest I've ever been. That is until day two in the nut house. I don't have many regrets in my life, true regrets, except this one. When my dad walked in and the look on his face I realized how much I hurt him. I didn't have the tools to deal with what I was going through before, but I was acquiring them. Now, I I thought I might get better, but that was the moment I knew I was going to get better. 
was after that, that look, my dad sat down in his gravelly fucking voice and looked at me and said, if I'd known you were going to do this shit, I would have given you my goddamn blood thinners. Which the doctor didn't care for hearing, but I thought was hysterical. When he told me he wa- if, I, if he'd known that I was going to do this, he'd give me his blood thinners. It was that moment right there where I turned a huge corner. I had to stay in there for a couple extra days. No problem. I was getting more tools on how to handle life and things like this. Now, when I got out, I didn't know if I would be able to be me again. It was something I I was really struggling with. It was the one thing I struggled with the most, Frank. I didn't know if I could be me again. Meaning the quick-witted, fast, smart-ass, funny responses that I have. I didn't know if I could ever do that again. And it was my dad, once again, who helped me. I've told this story on stage, and I've told this story many times. Here you go one more time. The moment I knew I was back was four days after I got out of the hospital, and it was my first meeting with my therapist. My dad took me. I wasn't allowed to drive yet. So he took me, which was worse than me trying to kill us, watching my father try to drive in Sacramento. We get to the office, go upstairs, and the doctor leaves the door open. And it's not a big hallway. It's like there's a bathroom in between us, but you can still hear everything that's happening in in this echo chamber of an office he has. And the doctor told me that we weren't going to use levity or laughter or comedy in this therapy because he had looked me up. And I knew that wasn't the right therapist for me. And I could hear my dad shuffling through magazines behind me. And the doctor asked me a simple question. He said, how do you get along with your family? And I told him, I said, my father's my hero. Always has been, always will be. I don't really have a relationship with my sisters. Never had, probably never will. He goes, what about your mom? And I've never, ever seen anyone light up when I say my my answer here when he said, what about your mom? I said, my birth mother died when I was five months old. Usually I get an, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. Instead, I think he was somewhat physically aroused. He says, well, let me ask you, how did that make you feel? And he's talking pretty loud, and Dad can hear this. And this was the moment I knew I was back. When I looked this guy in the eyes, and I don't use the word vividly very much, and I looked at him and I said, well, I vividly remember crying a lot 
and pooping and pissing in my own pants and being very hungry all the time. I could hear my father laughing at that answer. And that was the exact moment that I knew I was going to be okay. Frank, I get asked these questions a lot, and I'm sorry you're in this predicament. Where I am today, I am so happy that I didn't die. I I talked about dreams coming true. I have dreams that come true now all the time. I'm living back in Texas. Braddy Kid is amazing. I am doing my own show. These are the dreams that have come true for me. And it's been a lot of hard work. And Frank, you have a lot of hard work in front of you. Now, I'm not going to say it was easy or it was hard or it was so hard or this. It ebbs and flows. And what I've learned in my situations, and I still learn this, 10 years almost to the day. You have to watch your highs and lows. I still have extreme highs and extreme lows. They're not like they used to be, though. I don't want to die. Like, after the World Series, I could have died and been a happy man. I think I probably said that three or four times. I could have died and been a happy man after I saw the Longhorns win national championships. I don't want to die. I'm in the best place I've ever been. This is why I sound so happy now. Because I actually am happy. Because I've taken the tools. And once I feel like I'm going down that dark road, what I described as being in a corner and seeing nothing but gray, I have the tools that I need that work for me. Whether it's I sleep a lot, I lay down. Because being depressed, I had no idea I was depressed. Being depressed and fighting depression is like boxing a 12-round fight. You're tired. You got to go and do stuff that makes you happy. Don't worry about everybody else. You sound like you're a pleaser just like me. Please yourself. And I don't mean by tossing off or jerking off. I mean do something that makes you happy. And you see, a lot of these little victories will add up. And it'll make you forget about the people who have turned on you. I've had some horrendous things happen in the 10 years since my suicide attempt, Frank. My father died. My radio career came to an end and I've been blackballed. People that said they'd be my friends forever have turned their backs on me. But I'm the happiest I've ever been. How is that possible? Because you have to let the ebbs and flows happen, and you can't be too high and you can't be too low. And it's something you're going to have to work on for the rest of your life, Frank. Frank, if, there, if there's anything I can ever do for I've written Frank back. If he needs to call me, I told him to call me, give me his number, and I'll call him. 
Frank, you can get through this because believe me, I know a lot of people say this, but I mean it. If I can get through this, anybody can get through this. I'm not the strongest willed person in the world. If you looked at me, you'd see how many diets I've failed. My substance abuse issues, they're still there. But know that you can get through this. This is one of those things that it is a permanent solution to a temporary problem. That was what my dad liked to say. And I'm glad for where I am today because right now this is the happiest I've ever been. And I'll probably be even happier tomorrow. Fucking WrestleMania tickets go on sale next week or in a couple weeks. I might go to WrestleMania this year. That's going to be awesome. But I know there are pitfalls along that way. You just have to let everything happen, Frank. For you, Frank, let me tell you, the secret to my success now or my happiness is I don't let the lows bring me all the way down, and I don't let the highs take me all the way up. I was able to fucking be coherent and and capable of doing a show the Monday after the Longhorns lost OU. If that was 2011, no, I wouldn't have shown up because I wouldn't have been able to fucking handle the fact that we blew a 28-fucking-point lead in the the game, and I identify with him. A lot of people say, well, it's just a game. Well, fuck you. It's not just a game to me. But I've learned to make it to where it's not going to be that bad because I have other cooler shit that's happening in my life. So, Frank, I hope that this helped you, and I hope that you write to me and you respond to me, and we can get you safe. But there you go, Frank. Now, let's see. Uh, Let's see what other people have to say. Uh, Christopher says, uh, I use your advice, Arnie. I look in the mirror every morning and promise to myself that I'm going to get through this day. I'm going to do my best. I'm going to make this world a little bit better by being a good person. Then I tell myself, I'll be here in the mirror tomorrow morning, just like you, Arnie. I do it one day at a time. My, my, my big thing in life now is, Frank, if you're still listening, my goal in life is to, you know how they, wanna, they say leave a place better than you find it? I like to leave people better than I found them. If I can make somebody laugh or smile during the course of my day out and about not doing this show, I try to do it. The other night when I got the McRib, I rolled down the window and I said, hey, buddy, McRib's available, and the guy laughed. I imagine he went home and said, some crazy fucking redneck is, is talking about the goddamn McRib. Probably laughed about it. I left that guy better than I found him. That's my goal in life now is to leave people better than I find them. I used to not have a lot of goals in life, but that's one big one for me. Hang down, gents, as well, Frank. I can say as a sister of a brother who committed suicide five years and two weeks ago, it still hurts a lot. Daily. Sure, I don't wake up crying anymore, but it doesn't stop the echoes of his voice. I still hear him say, give me a squish, Jen, but I don't cry as much. I can say I had known the weight of his burdens were crushing him to death. I would have helped him more. We all would have helped him more. We just did not realize it was to the point of suicide. He always showed us his happy, loved his uh, family face. We had no clue. If I can say one thing, it's to tell your family, ask for help. You are not alone. The ones who are alone are those who left uh, after you ended your life. 
your pain may end, but the ones you love, their pain will continue indefinitely. And that was something. And, and Hangtown Jen, I'm sorry you have to go through that. And that's something that, that's the, that's the very selfish part of suicide is that at my time, I didn't care. I remember sitting in that bed telling my mom and my grandma how sorry I was, but I would see him soon. I mean, the, 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 the thought of being able to reunite with them was stronger than what I had at that time, and I was wrong. Alicia says, this makes me even more angry that they use your pain to push their show. Yeah, oh well. Uh, let's see. I can't blow my brains out until I'm done with the next project or son or whatever, song or whatever. So I'll always have another song or project or whatever to do. That's my demented way I get through life. OCD keeps me alive. There you go. Uh, your dad knew how to lighten the mood with comedy. He sure did. Uh, in front says, I'll never forget that day. It crushed a lot of people. Glad you're still here. Can't believe that POS came on the radio the next day and acted sad for you. I know. Uh, it was sad for the rate. Well, I found out. I found out a lot of interesting because I was off the air for like four weeks after that happened. My old boss, who the ugly shirted guy, he, he goes, you know how the ratings were when you were gone, right? And I said, well, they were fine, right? And he goes, oh, God, no. And I found that to be, he told me that. He told me that when I was working with Dog Shit and Jerk Off. I was like, wow, okay, interesting. Um, he only sees one way out. There is always another way. Uh, if you don't like your life, change it. Make different choices. Everyone has time in your life when it's hard, when they feel sad, mad, anxious. They are normal human feelings, but they pass. You'll have more moments of joy, happiness, good feelings. Life ebbs and flows. That's You're exactly right. This is the modern Great Depression. You're not alone, Frank. No. And Front says, you got this, Frank. Doug says, the pain just gets transferred to those you love. Yeah. Don't care if this is brothers some people, uh, if this bothers some people, but what got me through tough times alive and in not in prison was finding Christ. Might sound old school, but it's another avenue to check out. And at this time, you could use any avenue to try. God bless you, man. That, that is. And, and honestly, Mike, I appreciate you saying that because that's what my dad did. My dad tried to kill himself when he came back from the Korean War because he was suffering from major PTSD at the time. That's what happens when you catch a torso of a guy that's in your unit. And he became an alcoholic. Led him down that road because that was the only way he could sleep at night. And then when my birth mom died, he drank even more. And once he was drinking and he got the ethanol and methanol mixed up and he drank gasoline. Now, he told me in life that he wasn't trying to kill himself. He just wanted to drink because my mom and I poured out all of his liquor. Well, that's when he was finally hospitalized. He quit drinking. And, and he went the way of the church. The church does work for some people. didn't work for me. I still believe, and I'm still very spiritual. But you're absolutely right, Mike. That's another way to go. Uh, yeah, and the see them soon mentally, it's not, uh, it's not soon enough. Those of us left still walk the earth, walk daily in the path you used to walk. It's not soon enough. You know? 
my son is what carries me through these low times. I want to be there for him as long as possible. There you go. Arnie, just going to say there are some of the best times on your show is hearing you talk from the heart and trying to help people. I appreciate it. Well, that's what I – look, I'm here, to, I'm here to make you laugh. I'm here to make you think. I'm here to inform you. And if I can tell you things that help you as well in your life, my job isn't necessarily to help you. But if I can, then that's just the cherry on top. Honestly. Alicia says, Frank uses pain as fuel. I know with my personality, proving uh, people wrong turned into me, uh, into proving myself right. And that's a drive I have, along with other uh, entities like my babies. But use your strengths to help you as well. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. You have a lot of tools, Frank, that you just don't, you don't want to see. I didn't want to see them. You don't want to see them. But you can make this through. Frank, you can make it through this. I promise. I promise you can. Like I said, if I can do it, anybody can do it. All right. We'll move on now. Those are the, those, that's the last ask right there. And I don't mean to bring people down, but hey. Uh, next mail here. Let's do it. All right, scumbag, pay attention. It's time for mail call. Get that sandwich out of your pie hole and listen up, maggot. It's time for mail call. Okay, now what the fuck do you want? Dear Arnie, I was just wondering if you really believe that Alec Baldwin will be charged with anything. My uncle was telling me that the laws in New Mexico favor him getting charged. I haven't listened in a week. We just had our first son, so I've been busy. No, by the way, we didn't name him Arnie. Maybe next one. Well, I, I'm going to hold you to that, Glenn. Glenn, the next kid that you have better be named Arnie. God damn it. Mm. Um, we have an update on Alec Baldwin here in a little bit before I get to all that. Uh, the law in New Mexico says that producers can be held liable or held responsible for involuntary manslaughter. I believe it's 18 months in jail, like $5,000 fines for producers. Alec Baldwin was a producer if they can tie in the fact that complaints had been made on the set about safety, which they had, and then a giant bombshell was dropped over the weekend that that gun that Alec Baldwin was using had been used for target practice earlier in the day. Now, here's my question. Now, maybe I'm naive. I, I think I know a lot about movies and, and TV, but maybe I don't, especially when it comes to the world of firearms. Why are there ever live rounds available on a movie set? I, I, I'm asking that honestly because I don't know. Why would they ever need to use a live round? And by the way, if they have to use a live round, why is then not an expert firing it off? If anybody can answer that for me, I'd appreciate it. Anyone see the video by Colin Noor about being anti-gun is why Alec Baldwin is in this situation? It was a very interesting take. I had a thought. This is kind of a, an interesting thing here. Now, this is me putting on the Teflon hat or the, the, the foil hat. Not Teflon, that was stupid. 
Uh, Hang Town Jin says, that's a good question, but it's too logical. I don't think it has an answer. Do you think that this happened? And, and by the way, by the way, there is no truth or nothing that I can find, at least, that this lady, this cinematographer, was working on a, a documentary about pedophiles. That I, I have not been able to find any truth to that. And I looked. That was my first question. Why is there live rounds anywhere near a set? Right? right? Um, but what if Alec Baldwin did shoot her in a way to show that all guns are bad? Maybe he didn't mean to kill her. Maybe he just, whoops-a-daisy. This way they can ban all guns. I know, I know, I know. It's a tinfoil hat that I'm wearing, conspiracy theory. Saying that he shot, oh, my gosh. We, we all know that Alec Baldwin, you asked me the question, do I think, I don't think Alec Baldwin will be charged. Someone on the movie set will be charged. It won't be Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin has too much money and too much power and knows too many powerful people. He won't be charged. But what if this was done to show that all guns, including the ones that just fire blanks, are bad? And this is a part of that movement to end the Second Amendment. I don't think it's that, but hey, I had the thought and I wanted to share it with you guys. He said every gun lover is also a freak about safety and they wouldn't have live ammo and would have checked the gun for ammo even after being told it's fine and they never pointed at someone. Alec Baldwin was like, so anyways, I started blasting. My home is already transitioned into don't make me a Baldwin. I bet Hillary is glad to have some of that heat off her. Yeah, look, look, somebody from that set will be will be paying the fines or going to jail. Do I think it's going to be Alec Baldwin? No. Do I think it should be Alec Baldwin? I just, I don't like Alec Baldwin, so it's tough. I don't want, I, look, let's say that this truly was an accident. Alec Baldwin has to live with the fact that he took somebody's life. That's going to be a tough one to live through if you are if you truly are as liberal and as whack-jobby as he is. But I don't know if he is or not. We'll see. Someone needs to be civilly liable. Money. Alec Baldwin has money. Oh, yeah, and so does the movie set. And I, I believe the, the insurance was $6 million on the set. They're going to have to go through a lot more than that. Prop masters always have live rounds on movie sets. They need them for certain movie shots that come up from time to time, but they usually under lock and key. Okay. I, that, that, I, I, I appreciate it, Christopher, that you answered my question, and that is a legit answer. That, that I get it. But I like how you said they're under lock and key and they're by the prop master. Hillary has definitely sent Alec a thank you card. He's also a producer of Hello Insurance. Didn't his wife lie about her ethnicity? Yes, yeah, she did. Oh, Alec Baldwin. Alec Baldwin has not had a good two or three years. This is, this, this is the apple on top or the cherry on top, if you will.
I tell you what, Alec Baldwin's got some nuts, though. Because he has already met with the the husband and the son of the lady he shot. I tell you what, I don't know if those people are, are just great people and they would meet with him. Because I'm telling you right now, you shoot my wife and the mother of my son, me and my son ain't coming to see your ass. Me and my son are going to hate you for a while. You killed his mama. Fuck you, Alec Baldwin. I ain't going to see you. If I come see you, get ready, because I'm about to whoop your fucking monkey ass. You killed my wife. Now, like I said, maybe the husband is a better man than me, way more forgiving man than me. I'll tell you this right now. Accident? No. Alec Baldwin, you got an ass whooping coming if you kill my wife and the, the, the mother of my son. Somebody is going to definitely lay the fucking smack down on your candy ass. So, uh, good one there, Glenn. I appreciate that. Uh, next one here. Let's see. Get that sandwich out of your pie hole and listen up, maggot. It's time for mail call. Suck in your gut. It's time for mail call. What the fuck do you want? Arnie, I was just wondering if you saw that the governor of Washington state has mandated that all businesses have to have vaccinations. How much longer and further will this go? I, too, am vaccinated, but like you, I think it's a choice that Americans have, and they shouldn't lose their business or jobs over this. Stephen. Like, I don't know how the, the governor of, or governors of states who mandate businesses get this done. These are mandates. These are not laws that are in place. The, like, I, I, I don't know how they keep them in place and, and people do it. What you will see is there, there's, there's a, a cause and effect action in everybody's actions. Oh, okay, all businesses have to be vaccinated? Oh, okay, so what we're going to do is we're going to take our business and we're going to move to a state that doesn't have this. Meaning you're going to lose all the tax revenue. Meaning that if these people do not move with us from Washington State to our new state, they will be unemployed and the state will be on the hook for those people. You want to see an economic resurgence? Just look at the state of Texas. And Florida. In all the states that don't have this vaccine mandate in place, businesses are going to go there, like it or not, and they will thrive. But Texas is closed, everybody. Just letting you know. Moose outside should have told you. Longhorn outside should have told you. Mandates are gay. Yes, they are straight fire. This tragedy has me head-scratching my head. For a live round to end up in a prop gun, then it declared to be cold and handed to an actor is something that should never happen. This was a massive breakdown in procedures. Somebody needs to pay for this. The person that they're going after in the whole Alec Baldwin thing seems to be a, a younger person that's uh, in, in charge of the prop. Somebody who didn't even think that they were ready for this job. And it looks like they're trying to hang everything on her because she doesn't know any better. 
I would not want to be that young lady. Uh, two, wor- two worst states for job creation and the highest unemployment, California and Nevada, not even Puerto Rico anymore. Now, why is that? Nevada has the vaccine mandate in place. I don't know if her business is yet, but. Inslee is a scumbag and is destroying Washington State, but the people are complying too. Did you know they lock in the legislatures who aren't vaccinated out of their offices there? Doesn't surprise me. Uh, let's see. Um, we should be ridding the mandates because they have man in the name. <laughs> Way to use the patriarchy to hold us down. Maybe I should send in my mail-in ballots back to Washington, right? Newsom and Sackadick. Buenos dias, Adam J. How are you, my friend? Back to the Alec Baldwin. I think as an actor, if handed a gun to use in a scene, I would open it up and make sure it's clear of live rounds, assuming I'd know what I was looking for. But I'd at the very least demand that someone with gun knowledge do that in front of me. Uh, Christopher says, oh, well, there's your problem. You put a girl in charge of dangerous equipment. Now stop that, Christopher. But see, once again, at Hangtown Jen, now you're being too logical. You're, you're someone, and, and Alec Baldwin is not a gun person. He hates guns. Alec Baldwin wants guns banned. He has no idea what a, a gun's going to look like, what a bullet probably looks like compared to a blank. But he's Alec Baldwin. He doesn't need that if he's told that. And, and this is the thing. This is the thing. This is where I have a hard time. A number of people come out and said he was handed the gun, and they said cold gun. If you're an actor and you trust in the prop people and you trust in those people, they say cold gun, you're going to fire it. It's it's very, very, very sad. This story is awful. But once again, the moral of this is, is that the husband and daddy of that son, he deserves to, to get a chance to whoop Alec Baldwin's ass. I mean, like, like put him in, a, I don't know, Put him in a ring. Put him where Alec Baldwin can't get away and let this guy have five minutes of just kicking the shit out of him. So is this an exceptionally deadly weapon? I know we learned about them a while back. Yes. Yes, this was an exceptionally deadly weapon. Okay, let's see. Next one here. All right. Uh-huh. Suck in your gut. It's time for mail call. Don't move. Stay where you are. It's time for mail call. Okay, now what the fuck do you want? Dear Arnie, I just saw a story about how the COVID booster could become a yearly shot like the flu shot. Do you know if this will become a mandatory shot? Uh, once again, man in there. We got to get rid of mandatory. Will they do the same with the flu shot from now on? Our world really doesn't seem like it's the same one that I grew up in. That's from Dave. No, Dave, it sure doesn't. I I don't know yet if the... Have they mandated the boosters yet? And I have heard the same thing, that this booster could be a yearly shot, and I, I've read somewhere 
where they're working on combining a flu shot and a COVID shot. I mean, I, like, honestly, like, like when you have to go to Africa, you have to get shots, you know, that protect you from, you know, big giant bugs that carry fucking malaria and the clap at the same time. When did America become such a third world area that you need shots to travel in America? All for a cold. I think the appropriate term in today's age would be called they shot. It's theatory. <laughs> it's thematory. I've said it before, but a mandate is when tour dudes plan to go hang out. Uh, they dates. That's what they are, or them date. We have to get a them date in place. Oh, I kid, but I, I, I don't. I kid, but I don't. Oh, and, and I have a story. Oh, in the next break. Oh, my God. I cannot wait to get to this story because it's something that I've talked about. And lo and behold, it's happening. Watch out. Just say it in the next break. I'll do Dave Chappelle and then my Alec Baldwin update, and then I will move that one in there. Oh, I cannot wait to do this story. Oh, I can't wait. So excited. So, so excited. Uh, but we have to finish up mail first, so. Don't move. Stay where you are. It's time for mail call. It's here. Listen up. It's time for mail call. Okay, now what the fuck do you want? Oh, what's up, Brad? How you doing? Welcome to a hump day show. We're in the middle of mail right now. It says, Arnie, what in the hell is going on in Hollywood that we've gotten nothing but shit movies this year? I just saw Dune, and I'm jealous that you have someone willing to review the shitty movies out there. I hated the Halloween movie as well. I thought it was supposed to be the last one. What in the actual fuck is going on? And I'm with you that I can't buy Robert Pattinson as fucking Batman. So Batman is a twink now? That's from Carl. Carl, I've waited long enough. Let me just tell you, if you haven't seen Halloween yet and you want to see it, you better close your damn ears. Your ears closed? I, too, thought this was going to be the last in the Halloween franchise. And the motherfucker's still alive. That's why I booed. I was told this is the last Halloween movie. And the son bitch lived. What the actual fuck? Something that, that Christopher said in his review a while back, you really think you're going to kill Michael Myers with a fucking bat? You got to throw Michael Myers into a wood chipper. You got to draw and quarter that son of a bitch. You don't let a group of fucking angry residents of a town hit him with pipes and, and, and shovels and bats. Oh, I was fucking pissed. Well, it rised. Maybe so, but that's not till next year. And I'm not seeing Top Gun colon Maverick because they pushed it back. I don't know why they're pushing it back. These movies are making tons of money. Halloween made a shit ton of money its opening weekend. Fucking Venom fucking broke box office records. 
And as far as Dune goes, and me being lucky, look, I, I'm not a big sci-fi guy like 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 Dune and stuff. And if you're into that, I heard it's great. Cinematography is awesome. It's wonderfully shot. I'm just not into that shit. And I love the fact that Christopher is willing to see these movies. And he does a great job on the reviews. Ogre says, I can't believe a horror franchise villain is next. But they said this was the last one. And if they this is the last one... You can't have him walking around the streets of Illinois anymore if it's the last one. That's bullshit. Oh, I was fucking pissed. I was so mad at that. I was like, wait a second. This is the last one and you're keeping him alive? How do you keep him alive in the last one? Oh, Christ almighty. Maybe he is homophobic. I don't know. He's deathophobic. Can't fucking die. Oh, and and look, when they left him and he's like laying there, and all of a sudden they show the bitch and she goes to the house, I was like, no way. No way. Sure enough, motherfucker comes back, kills her, kills everybody. I'm like, bullshit. That's horse shit. They said it's a trilogy and Halloween Ends is supposed to be the last one. So there's another one? I got to see another one of these motherfuckers? I'll, I'll stream it on Peacock. I ain't going to another goddamn Halloween movie until I know this motherfucker dead. Yeah, that's why I was confused in the theater. I'm like, guys, what are you booing for? Johnny B. Good isn't going to kill Michael Myers with a Louisville slugger. Why do you guys think it was the last movie? Commercial? I didn't see any commercial. I... <laughs> Next installment, Michael takes Chirac. Well, since Jason already fought against New York. But as far as Batman goes, man, I have, I don't know about y'all. But I am not really that excited about this next Batman movie. I, 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 I don't know, man. Robert Pattinson... And they're already talking about the one after it having Christian, whatever, Stewart being the joke. If you make the Joker a chick, I'm done. I'm out. No, Joker's a man. Catwoman. I don't want to see cat dude. I mean, what's creepier than a guy who has cats? Nothing. So cat dude would be an okay villain, but it's Catwoman. Mm-mm. No. Now I'll probably end up going to see it. <laughs> They're going to rename him Fagman. <laughs> I'll see it. As far as Maverick goes, it look I I'm still in the mindset that I'm not going to see it because I'm still I'm I'm so mad at it. If they if they do the Paramount thing and they fucking release that on like Paramount or whatever, I'll watch it illegally. But I ain't paying to see Tom Gunn. Got some lab work done. Okay, Alicia. See you in a bit. His signal is a shadow dildo in the light behind a butthole shape. (laughs) Oh, why are they ruining everything? I mean, come on. Stop ruining everything, Hollywood. 
Oh, for God's sakes. Hey, listen up, it's time for mail call. Not Bucket, it's time for mail call. What the fuck do you want? Dear Arnie, my name is Lindsay, and my daddy raised me to be a big baseball fan. That's cute, girl baseball fans. No, I'm kidding. Yes, I'm a fan of the Giants, and yes, I'm a girl. Go ahead, I'll let you make your little fun before I ask my question. Get it all out. Oh, stop it, Lindsay. Okay. Is it me, or does this World Series have a touch of karma in it? Oh, I was talking about this last night. I really don't like either team. One is in the National League, of course, so I don't like the Braves. And the Astros are a bunch of cheaters, so I don't like them. God bless you, Lindsay. But how great would it be for the same commissioner who robbed Atlanta of the All-Star game, how great would it be to have him hand them the World Series trophy, hopefully in Atlanta? Oh, this, this, this is the most delicious. This is the most tasty thing that I've had on my palate in quite some time. I don't like Rob Manafort. Okay? I don't. I hate it. I hate him. Can't stand him. And he took the All-Star game out of Atlanta this year due to the fact that they changed their voting laws. And it cost them hundreds of millions of dollars for the city. And now they have to play the World Series there. And he has to be there. Usually the commissioner is at the All-Star game. They don't have to be there. But for game seven or, or a, a, a finishing game, Rob Manafort has to be on. And they do the fucking the, the, the trophy celebration on the field now. For him to have to hand that trophy to the owner of the Atlanta Braves... Oh, it's so delicious. This is like this is like a free tomahawk ribeye perfectly cooked in front of me. That's how delicious this is. Oh my god. Please let this happen. Braves are up one game to none so far. Only three more wins for the Braves. Now look, I'm not a Braves fan. I'm a Ranger fan, which means I hate the Astros with every fiber of my being, and I never want to see them win. I don't want it now. Triple T says, oh, it does for sure. Karma's a bitch. Also, someone had a the chop is racist sign. Stop it. I, yeah, I just hate people. Please let there be protest outside the Brave Stadium just for entertainment value. Oh, it'd be so fantastic. I just want to see Manfred get on the microphone with Joe, Joe Buck, that tool bag, and have to say congratulations to the city of Atlanta. Oh, my God. That'd be so perfect. Oh, the booze will be thunderous. I'm betting the Go Brandon woke too. 
Oh. I mean, that's the reason to watch this World Series is to watch the Braves win and stick it up this guy's ass. Not bucket. It's time for mail call. Welcome to mail call. Okay, now what the fuck do you want? Arnie, did I see a video of you the other night eating McRib? I thought those came out next week. I knew that you were a celebrity and had pull, but not that much where you got it a week early. Please, Arnie, let me tag along with you and get cool stuff before it's supposed to come out. That's from Dane. Uh, that I Look, we had a feeling it was coming out a week early. We made a phone call or two, and we found the McDonald's and Rowlett that had it. We drove there, and we had it, and it was good. Oh, man, that shit was good. I can't wait to get more. But, no, it's not because I'm a celebrity or anything like that. All you got to do is call your local McDonald's and see if it's out yet. It might be out. Kale got one today. Kale said he had his first McRib of the year, had it for lunch today, and he's in. I think he's in Michigan. So there you go. I guess Kale said that he knew me, and that's how he got one. So there you go. But, yes, McRib is back for a limited time, of course. I mean, why not? Welcome to Mail Call. Suck in your gut. It's time for Mail Call. What the fuck do you uh, B. Coop says, Arnie had a McRib hangover and had to take yesterday off. Uh, Arnie, I try to do my part. I recycle. I do not, uh, I do the bake sales for my kids. I'm part of the neighborhood, and people still want to talk shit about me and my kids. Nothing specific. It's just the usual stuff. Why are people so unhappy with their lives that they have to take it out on us who do try? I mean, God forbid I don't do the bake sale shit. Then I would be blasted for not being there for my kids. But when I do, I'm blasted for what I make. Snickerdoodles, by the way. I just wish people could live and let live. Why are they so terrible? That's from Jackie. Mike, you've never had a McRib? My God. Look, look, Jackie, you, you, you hit it right on the head there, hon. I'm not trying to mansplain it to you. I don't even know what man... I hate that term. You don't have to mansplain it. Shut up, bitch. I'm not trying to mansplain anything for you. I'm trying to help. I'm not trying to put you down. You figured it out. They are so unhappy with their lives. But they have to take their shit out on you. Have you ever seen that movie? The, the, The bake sale thing is kind of funny because... Parents are now hit with so many restrictions. You remember when we were growing up? You remember the good old days? My parents never, they never took part in that shit, and they didn't care. My parents did not care. My parents never joined the PTA. They didn't care. This is where we are as a society. We care so much about what strangers think of us. This is where you got to get off that ride and go, fuck what they think of me. If I ain't got time to make snickerdoodles for the bake sale, I ain't going to make them. And if I do have time and I make them and they criticize my snickerdoodles, I will take said snickerdoodles home with me and never participate again. I could, I, I would, I, I would 
love to have my parents be alive in today's world and my mom question about a bake sale and then told, well, you can't have gluten, no sugar, none of this, none of this, none of this, my mother would have snapped and she would have been a fucking lady the entire time snapping on her and not cursed at her because my mother was a lady. My mom wasn't going to put up for that shit. She'd make her name in Marcus Cake. It would fucking outsell everybody else's bullshit. Somebody says, well, there's, there's flour. There's peanut butter in this. My mom would be like, if you don't like it, don't buy it. McDonald's <laughs> in Afghanistan had the McMuslim. It's a goat meat wrapped fleshlight. Jackie, just look, look, be true to you and your family. My third grade year in school, we, they had this this big competition. We had this, we had these like, uh, they weren't arcades, they were bigger than arcades, but they had a bunch of video games in there and they had go-karts in there. And it was really, really, it, it was like, I forget what the name of that place was. Then there was Penny Whistle Park. They had a bunch of, that was like a little kid's place. They had a bunch of indoor rides and things. For kids. But the cool one was the one for my third grade class. And it was what class can get the most parents to sign up for the PTA? And there were like 30 kids in the class. 29 parents signed up. Guess whose parents didn't sign up? That's right. That would be me. Now, my class won. By like just like a tenth of a point or whatever because there were 30 kids or 31, whatever. We won. And none of the kids wanted me to be able to go. And I was like, fuck, I don't really want to go. My parents will take me there if I ask them. But I got to go. My parents never joined the PTA. All these people that got and and look, look, my parents didn't get involved in school board issues. But see, back then, you could kind of count on the school board to do what was right. And, yeah, and be fucking corrupt as hell as well, too. But we've changed so much. This is why you got to know what's going on in your school boards and things like that. Now, you don't want to sign up for the PTA? Fuck the PTA. Fuck all them. Hangtown Jen says, well, Jackie has a mom who was judged up one side and down the other, first as a teen mom and then as a tattooed mom. I can say you have to adopt the fuck them attitude. Let them judge. You be you and be happy. Be confident and be involved. Don't let them judge you right out of your kid's school. If that's where you want to be, be there. I was there for my kids. When the kids needed or wanted me to participate, I did. I did not make the school popularity contest part of my being. It's not worth it. Yeah, my my mom was too busy. I wanted my mom to be there because I wanted to fit in with the other kids, but she wasn't going to waste her time. Dad was either too drunk at the beginning of my life or he was too busy. They didn't want to do that. They didn't want to get done with their long-ass day of work and then go hear a bunch of fucking moms and dads talk about the curriculum. They didn't want that shit. If you don't want that shit, don't go. You're the mom. You're still the one in charge of that household. What do Alec Baldwin and a Comet have in common? They're both shooting stars. Oh, that one is gold. Yeah, that one's getting that one's getting used tomorrow, V Coop. That one is good. 
Oh, fantastic. Unless I've been, have, have I been deleted because I used the word dyke in a thing today? I got to check. No. I made fun of that whoa Vicky chick too today. White chick who thinks she's black, that idiot. That chick is a fucking moron. And she's not good looking. I'll tell you that right now. All right, two more letters here. Um, Don't move. Stay where you are. It's time for mail call. All right, scumbag, pay attention. It's time for mail call. What the fuck do you want? Uh, Arnie, do you watch any reality TV? Back when I was, yes, I do. Uh, back when I first started, I could believe some of the stuff, but today's trash seems so fake and staged. Do they not think that we have computers to look these people up and see that they're actors? I just wish we could go back to great comedies that made fun of everything like Sanford and Son. We have pretty good dramas like Law and Order. By the way, I am so down with the Law and Order organized crime. I actually like that better than SVU. Sorry, I do. I, I, I love the organized crime one. Minus Vinnie Jones trying to use an Albanian accent. That's just wrong. But yeah, we got great dramas like Law and Order. But enough of the fucking doctor shows already. That's from Sarah. Sarah Connor. I, I you know what you know what show gets me kind of creeped out? I gotta tell you. I gotta tell you. The one with the sick doctor. The autistic kid doctor. The good do- isn't that what they call it? The good doctor. It's like Doogie Hauser. But the kid's got autism, and he's kind of fucked up. I don't like that show. I, look, 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 he might be real smart, and he might know how to do medicine and stuff, but I'm going to have a problem if he walks in there looking the way he looks. I, I, I just, I, I am. I'm sorry. I work from home, self-employed. I was able to be there, but honestly, I hated it. My kids knew it. They only asked me to participate when necessary. Well, I was not a PTA mom. I'm not politically correct enough to be on the school board. Uh, yeah. Or I'm not correct enough to be on school campus for more than 30, 40 minutes at a time. Ratberger sent me a text. Let's see. He said, uh, when I was a kid, very few moms and no dads got involved with school. The moms that, that did were the either the control freaks or board housewives. School was for kids. Parents knew their kids were at least learning to read, write, and do some math, and they would be disciplined if they acted up. But anything social was left at home. This is the problem with the feel-good hippie crap from the 60s. One of the problems. Okay, I agree with that. Um, As far as TV shows go, uh, I do watch reality TV, and, and I can't believe any of it. I'm addicted, addicted to So I Marry the Mom, or So I Love a Mama's Boy. I can't believe, I, I, I got to say, I cannot believe that there are women out there that will put up with men who have such a, a relationship with their moms that the one of the moms went on a fucking honeymoon and got in the same hot tub with her, husband, with her son and his new wife. This last week, they, they, they got this guy, he's from, I don't know, whatever shit of stand he's from. Hey, and he loves this chick from, I believe, North Korea, whichever Korea she's from. And they've changed her character over the last two years. 
She seems like she's a she's a gold digger now. So he decided to stick a promise ring in a strawberry and had her bite down on it. That ain't an engagement ring there, Hoss. You really thought that was going to work? Okay. One chick who's like a, a TV producer, allegedly. You know, she wants her boyfriend to move out to L.A. where she's got opportunities. They live in Connecticut now. But he won't go. Because his mom's too close. He lives too, I, I can't believe any of that shit's real. But it's awesome, mindless entertainment to watch. There's so many reality TVs because they're so much cheaper to make. That's the truth of the matter. reason why they're reality shows and a lot of game shows, they are far less more to create. The last season of Friends, every episode cost a bare minimum of $6 million per episode because everybody in the cast made made a million dollars an episode. That's a lot. The good doctor with the British kid who does have does not have autism but plays like he does very well. Yeah, I'm sickly addicted to the doctor shows. Don't come near me with a rash or chills. I might diagnose you with E. coli or something. I just got addicted to my first reality show, Addicted. A circle on Netflix. Oh, I blew through all the seasons and anxiously wait for more. Yeah, the, these reality shows, they're they're... They're funny. They, they're more funny. And like I said, it's totally, totally mind-numbing entertainment. Final letter of the day. Thank goodness it's here. Suck in your gut. It's time for mail call. Not bucket. It's time for mail call. Okay, now what the fuck do you want? Arnie, you know I sometimes doubt some of the things you say or ring them up as you're trying to entertain us. But on Monday, you said something that I have to totally agree on. Totally was in all caps. I, too, am a huge college football fan. Go Buckeyes. And you said that the refs were protecting Oklahoma during their game with Kansas. At first, I chalked it up to your hatred of Oklahoma, and then I saw the play. And have to say that on all points you brought up about the rules... You were 150% correct. No such thing as 150%. I will take 100, though. I am a high school referee. I know the rules for college as well, and I cannot believe what I am seeing. If I were ever asked to do something like this, I would march to the media and tell them this. What happened to the integrity in our world? And I see the email. I know this guy, and I know that he is a referee. His name is Jeff. If you weren't watching the Oklahoma game, they they were allowed to keep the ball on a fourth and one. They were clearly stopped on. And why were they allowed? Because they're the Big 12's only chance at getting into the college football playoff. And they're going to protect them. And not only do they have the Big 12 protecting them, but Oklahoma is about to be put in the SEC. So the SEC is saying, hey, This looks good for us as well, that we're bringing in a powerhouse like this, so let's keep him protected. There's no integrity in fucking refereeing anymore when you get to that level. 
the integrity has been shot by, by plenty of referees that had come out and said, yeah, we were on the take. We bet on games. We traded in our airliners. These people have no integrity. Some do. I'm not going to say all of them. But you're going to tell me that in one game, in a college football game, one team can rack up 18 penalties and the other team four? And a majority of those penalties were holding calls. You don't think that the other team was holding as well? Come on. I, I, I mean, Joe Biden says it better than anybody else. Come on, man. I mean, really? Seriously. Uh, someone's still mad at the Mayfield flag plant. <laughs> High school ref, so three levels up from women's referee. Yeah, the Buckeyes never get away with shit. Go blue. I, I, hey, he's just saying that I was right on this situation. Look, the ball, it was fourth and one. The runner, whose shoulder crossed the original line of scrimmage, was stopped and driven back two yards. So his forward progress was stopped. The whistle should have blown. The ball would have been placed at the original line of scrimmage, and it would have been a turnover on downs to Kansas State. But what then they said was, oh, they had a legal handoff, a legal forward handoff, and the runner got past the first down marker. Well, it wasn't really a handoff. It was more of a fumble. It, 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 was, it was drug out and stripped. So that's kind of in, looked at as a fumble. And in college football, you cannot advance a fumble on fourth down. There's one strike. Here's the other second big strike. If any of your any part of your body crosses the original line of scrimmage and you get driven back and you forward handoff, that's an illegal forward handoff. But of course, Oklahoma is going to be protected. And like I said, if Texas would be in the same position of being undefeated, they would be protected as well. But Texas lost to the Razorbacks badly. And they said, okay, no protection for them. Oklahoma's still undefeated. we got to watch out for them. And lo and behold, that's what happens. Well, he says, I'm back checking uh, my damn hormones. I'm officially reached the age where I'm proactively checking hormone functions. All right. Uh, the phone number is 775-357-FANS. ArnieRadio1 at gmail.com. If you want to write me for next week's emails, you can get those in right here, right now. No, no, Mike, you're wrong. Uh, it was not legal because the runner, his shoulder crosses the line of scrimmage, meaning he cannot hand the ball off. Or if it was a fumble, you cannot advance a fumble. Oh, I'm, I'm not the only one who's saying it. I, I mean, plenty of referees have talked about it. You're still undefeated in Oklahoma, and congratulations, and you'll be protected Against Ohio State, or not Ohio State, but Oklahoma State and Iowa State, if you haven't played them yet, you'll be protected against them, and you'll make the playoff, and Oklahoma will lose in the first round of the playoff, hopefully to Georgia, probably 78 to nothing. There you go. That's what's going to happen. Yet again.
the brand the stars use to clean their coochie. State Show at ArnieRadio.com. The Arnie State Show at ArnieRadio.com. The Arnie State Show at ArnieRadio.com. The Arnie State Show at ArnieRadio.com. You said it, man. Nobody fucks with the Jesus. I, I, I don't know Arnie if anybody Radio. is paying attention to all these new sponsors that we have, but uh, I played these three so far. Let's go. Little shout out to our sponsor, Magisil. When you get a surprise between your thighs. <laughs> Vagisil, Vagisil. I scream, you scream, we all scream for vagina cream. Gyna Lotrimin, from Bo Derek to Susan Lucci, it's the brand the stars use to clean their coochie. And the final one. Hey, you also gotta love tonight's sponsor, Gyna Lotrimin Vaginal Cream. <laughs> when you got something fungal deep down in your lady jungle, Gyna Lotrimin Vaginal Cream. <laughs> Scott said I had to step away and just got back. Arnie's got the Christmas songs going early this year. Yes, Slipknot there. And uh, Ken Dog, he appreciated it. So did Cowboys Girl. She said, seen him twice. Awesome. He says, like eight or nine for me. And then he says, miss live shows so bad. Fucking Rona. Yeah, I, I mean, I get to see live shows. There's a show happening tomorrow night in Fort Worth that I want to see. But all the table seats are sold, so I don't want to get standing room only. It's this country singer who I like, Elizabeth Cook. And she tours all the time. I don't know how often she comes to Texas. She never comes to the West Coast. If this was on the West Coast, I'd be going for sure. But she comes to Texas occasionally. Uh, so I'm going to wait till then. Uh, no, that was uh, Jason Sudeikis. Those were some old Saturday Night Lives that he was doing when they were covering, like, women's sports. There's another one that I'm looking for, for from Saturday Night Live, where, and it's Alec Baldwin when he does, yeah, oh, that's great, when he does his Tony Bennett, because it's fucking hilarious, uh, talking about, like, uh, uh, Dolkalax or something like that. I got to find those. I'm going to work those in. Uh, but speaking of Slipknot, uh, I've seen Slipknot, what, three or four times? Not the pfft, eight or nine, like Ken Dog there. Uh, but Corey Taylor, I got to interview him on the 98 Rock bus before they did a show at Memorial, which was one of the better shows I've ever seen. And he was one of the nicest people I've ever met, the lead singer. And, and I'm like, I was having a hard time because I'd seen him a couple times before. And, and this band, you know, they're fucking sit down, shut the fuck down, or stand the fuck up, you know, at, at their shows. And Corey Taylor's one of the nicest people I ever met. Great interview, awesome. He looked at me, he goes, hey, do you want to bring the band on? I was like, well, I was thinking that. So he's like, I'd love to have you do that. I got to go backstage. I got to hang out for like five minutes backstage with Slipknot with the guys before they put their masks on. Just a bunch of good old country boys from Iowa at that time. I was like, man, I'm blown away. And, and I went out there, and, and they're like, hey, man, good luck. And I was like, wow, fucking Slipknot just said good luck to me. I went on stage, kicked ass at Memorial and said, Welcome Slipknot, and then fucking they go into it. It was awesome. A lot better than my System of a Down thing, but fuck System of a Down. They aren't fine Americans like the wonderful guys in Slipknot. Now, speaking of touring and concerts and things going on, Dave Chappelle. We've been watching this Dave Chappelle story unfold ever since his final Netflix stand-up special, The Closer, was released. And he got all kinds of 
backlash and bullshit from that. Talking about transgenders. Joking about the alphabet community. You know, something that comedians have been allowed to do since, since well, you know, the, the minstrels and the jesters used to perform in front of the king. And if the king didn't like them, he would kill the jesters. But if the king liked it and liked the comedy, then he was allowed to live. The jester was. Now, we do not rule like that anymore. But it seems like we rule like that because we want to kill Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle recently came out and was talking about how he is open to sitting down and talking to the transgendered community. Now, which, by the way, I would have to say is very large on his part. It's very big of him. Because I would say, no, they're jokes. But Dave Chappelle has other issues that he needs to work out. I know they say you're never too old to rock, but from 96, 2006, my ex and I went to hundreds of shows every summer nonstop from Bay Area to Reno. It was great. Tons of festivals, lots of standing. And today, when I think of reliving those experiences, I think about having a nice seat, a place to rest, and just a partial day, an evening show. No way my old body wants to drive for three hours to stand for 12 and drive home. I'm officially that old. Um. He did a thing on his Netflix or on his Instagram, and he said that he would he would be happy to sit down with the transgender community, but he will not bend. He will not listen to them to where to go. He said that he is willing to sit down and talk with these people at a place of his choosing, at a time of his choosing. And the only people that can go and talk to him are people that have seen the entire special all the way through. Which someone will lie about, obviously. And they have to all come out and say that uh, this one certain comedian, what's her name here? Uh, i got to find this gal's name. Is not funny. Oh, where is she? Oh, God damn it. Stakes are high, blah, blah, blah. I can't find her name. But if you know who it is, type it in there. Um, the reason why he's willing to do this is because Netflix hasn't completely backed down. Remember I told you last week, the president of Netflix is starting to kind of back up a little bit. What's the third rule? He's got a documentary that he made. And it's called Untitled. And before the closer came out, and the the documentary is about how he used his neighbor's cornfield to set up a comedy show during the pandemic to keep comedy alive, to keep comics working. And Hannah Gadsby, thank you so much, Douglas. I appreciate that. That's the third one he wanted. There's Hannah Gabsby. You have to say Hannah Gabsby is not funny. I don't know who she is, but I'll go ahead and say it. Now, this one for me kind of hits a little close to home. A, he's a comedian who's being threatened. 
Sacramento, you don't know how good you really have it. You have a lady in Sacramento who runs Last Unlimited. Didn't get back to me in time. I would love to have done my show there. But you've got Jen from Last Unlimited. She went out of her way, mainly because she's a small business owner, and she wasn't doing it out of the goodness of her heart completely. She wanted to be able to pay bills. She set up ways for people to enjoy stand-up comedy during the pandemic in one of the, the hardest lockdown states in the country. People were wearing headphones. They were sitting outside. They were doing all this stuff because she was hustling and she was trying to keep it alive. Kind of like what Dave Chappelle was doing in Ohio, and he filmed a documentary about it. Before the movie The Closer came out, every film festival wanted him for it because he's Dave Chappelle. All these people wanted him. And now... It's all gone. Saying that the the invitations have been rescinded to him. And in this Instagram video, he he says that it will play next week or in November in 10 U.S. cities. Somebody needs to let Dave know that Toronto is not a U.S. city. Um, But the closest one is San Francisco for you in Sacramento and Reno. For me, I think it's, I think, I don't even know. He's not even playing. He's not even putting it on in Texas. How bad is it that Dave Chappelle has to, to, to go to the teacher's office now? This is what I don't get. What did he do? Did he say they should all be killed? Made jokes. That's what comedians do. Hangtown Jen says, I watched his special twice, and I honestly didn't see anything in that that was so horrible. It seemed to start with that could have been a true incident, something that is very unlikely to have happened. Then he turned it into a story. I think people are overacting. Of course, maybe I'm naive to all of it. He said that because Rotten Tomatoes gave Hannah Gatsby a 100 score higher than Citizen Kane. All she does is bitch about (laughs) intersectionality. And not tell jokes. Uh, Ogre says, adios, family. Have a humpalicious day. You too, my friend. This is the sad part of where we live now in the world. We live in America. And we're telling a man, no, we don't want your movies. We don't want this. We're telling a black man in America this. I want you to think about that. How racist is the trans community? They can ban a black man? In, in the George Floyd world, you want to talk about true power, you're not only getting rid of the biggest comedian in the world right now who just so happens to be black. Once again, Once you're starting to be able to oppress, you are no longer the oppressed. You are the oppressor. Dave Chappelle says it great in this Instagram thing. He says that that Netflix was such a violent place to work, yet they're all still going there, but he can't go to the office. Oh, there is a Toronto, Ohio? Oh, thank you. I did not know that. He, he, he's going to the one that's across the border. It's not Toronto, Ohio, though. 
Sorry about that. I'm honestly shocked that these these documentaries or, or these festivals ha- have rescinded it to them because usually they protect the artist. I got to tell you, though, this is fascinating to watch to see how much power this small, ins- I mean, itsy-bitsy group of Americans are. How much power they have. He's blaming, he, he's not blaming them. He's blaming the the corporate beings for not wanting to go there, for not wanting to fund this and do this because of all the backlash. Fuck, this is free publicity, Dave. Douglas says, I don't think that they're pro. Oh, I, I know they're not, Douglas. I was just saying, how how is it, how great is it that they are allowed to be deemed racist? I don't think his race has anything to do with them protesting him. If he were white, they would just be more people protesting him. But see, here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. He's black. And after George Floyd, we were told that black people were protected. Black Lives Matter. By the way, where's Black Lives Matter protecting Dave Chappelle right now? Well, see, uh, Cowboys Girl says they're backed up by powerful people like Hollywood. Well, here's the thing. How many people in Hollywood are going to continue to back this if the artists aren't protected? Those powerful people in Hollywood, those are the ones that are being protected. And when they see that they're not being protected anymore, because if this can happen to Dave Chappelle, it could happen to bands like Metallica. How about if the trans community went to Metallica and said, hey, we need you to change the the name of one of your songs. And by the way, this isn't that far-fetched. Do you not remember what happened at the University of Pittsburgh? Uh, The humankind instead of mankind? If a group goes to Metallica and says, we want you to change the name to Inter Sandperson. This is not wacky hyperbole here. And after I read the Alec Baldwin story, you're going to see, you're going to go, holy shit. Arnie has been talking about this for a while. Just telling you that once artists realize that they are no longer protected, artists are not going to back these groups. They're backed by big pharma because trans people are big consumers of pharmaceuticals. Inner sand person, haha, <laughs> fuck no. I'm just saying. Oh, oh, they could they could they could petition to have dude looks like a lady thrown off the air. Yeah, absolutely, Brett. We'll just see how much power they want. Someone needs to come up with a simple Venn diagram of this so we know who trumps who, like who's rock, who's paper, and who's scissors in this instant. Well, see, you can't because like we said yesterday, 
the the transgender person that started this against Dave Chappelle is being canceled as we speak because they have tweets and they have things that they put out in the last five years that show how fucking racist they are. It's not going to affect that person because that person is not world-renowned well, world like Dave Chappelle is. You cancel an ordinary person as, eh, cancel Dave Chappelle, that's quite the feather in your cap. And they are eating their own, Alicia. They, it, it is delicious because Dave Chappelle said it, and I back him up on it. There's no such thing as woke enough. Dave Chappelle were to come to play Dallas, guess what? I'd go see him. I bet you Tommy would be there with me, too. Dave Chappelle's a great comedian. I'm not going to see him because he hates transgenders, because I don't think he even hates transgenders. I know he doesn't hate transgenders. I'm going to see him because he's a great comedian. That's why I'm going to see him. But see, you can't live in that world anymore. If you go, see, how, how crazy is that? If you go see Dave Chappelle, you're anti-trans. So what if a trans person went and laughed at his show? Hmm. Leave it to Donald Trump Jr. for doing this. He is now selling T-shirts on his website that say, Guns don't kill people. Alec Baldwin kills people. The shirts retail for $27.99 and appeared online uh, recently. Trump also went to his Instagram to share a meme that said, let's all watch Alec Baldwin blame the gun with the caption, it's only a matter of time. Donald Trump Jr. rejected criticism of his actions in his Instagram story, saying, screw all your sanctimony I'm seeing out there. If the shoe was on the other foot, Alex Baldwin would literally be the first person pissing on everybody's grave trying to make a point. Fuck him. I got I to gotta agree with him. I totally got to agree with him. Now, I don't necessarily agree that the T-shirt should be sold, but hey, if you want to wear that T-shirt, go out and buy you a damn T-shirt. I think it's funny. And now the story, oh, that is so delicious. You remember how I've talked about on this show a long, long time about how we can't judge what happened in the past with today's standards? And the example I always use is, that's right, pets. I always use pets as an example. When will it be determined that pets are now slaves in the world? Well, it seems we've had our first ruling in this. I'm just going to read this for you. The offspring hippos, once owned by drug lord Pablo Escobar, can be recognized as people or interested persons with legal rights in the United States following a federal court order. The case involves a lawsuit against the Colombian government 
over whether to kill or sterilize the hippos, whose numbers are growing at a fast pace and pose a giant threat to their biodiversity. An animal active rights group is hailing the order as a milestone victory in the long-sought effort to sway the U.S. justice system to grant animals personhood status. Quote, the ruling has no impact in Colombia because they only have an impact with their own territories. It will be the Colombian authorities who decide what to do with the hippos and not the American ones. The cocaine hippos are descendants of the animals he brought there illegally. A group of scientists has warned that the hippos pose a major threat to the area's biodiversity and could lead to deadly encounters with humans. They are advocating for some of the animals to be killed. The government agency has started sterilizing some of the hippos, but there is a debate on the safest method. Federal Magistrate Judge Ken Karen Likovitz in Cincinnati granted the request on October 15th. The animal rights group based near San Francisco said it believes it's the first time animals have been declared legal persons in the United States of America. I've just got one thing to say. Well, I don't want to sound like a dickhole, but I told you so. It starts with hippos. Where does it go from there? This is really a part of a bigger movement of advocating that animals interested be represented in court. We're not asking to make up new laws yet. We're just asking that animals have the ability to enforce the rights that they've been that have already been given to them. What rights does a fucking animal have? Animals have been granted legal rights in India. Pakistan and Argentina, U.S. courts have been unwilling to do so until now. Yes, because U.S. courts are fucked. We've granted earlier rulings dismissed by the claims from animal rights groups. Zoo contends that granting legal parenthood, personhood, to the elephant named Happy would set a dangerous precedent and has called the efforts ludicrous. Gun right groups have also criticized the move out of conservative it would impact hunting or set a precedent. Yeah, you can no longer hunt a deer. That'd be like hunting a person. And, and really, you keep your dog in a cage? How dare you keep a dog in a cage? That dog is a person. What about Fauci's puppies? We haven't gotten there yet. Don't worry. Don't worry. They will. These groups will get to them. (laughs) Hippos have rights. Amy Schumer must be thrilled. This is so... Look, look. We can sit around and we can laugh and we can have fun with this all you want. And, and, And I will as well. Um, 
but the fact of the matter is this. You're giving rights to an animal. An animal that can't consent, that 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 can't vote, that that has no knowledge of situations. It's a fucking animal. I don't think that animals should be beaten in the street and killed savagely. I don't believe that. I'm okay with hunting. Why? Because hunters are probably the biggest animal lovers in the world. They're trying to help the population not starve to death, and then they eat what they hunt. Um... These are the same types of judges that will soon make it possible to marry children or remove the age of consent. There are judges at Straight Fire. You couldn't be more correct. There are judges out there that want to get rid of the age of consent rules and laws. And by the way, by the way, Straight Fire, I don't know if you're aware of this. You listen to this show, you should be aware of it. In California, in San Francisco, they passed a law that now says you can be of 10 years difference as long as it's consensual. There's a new law that they're trying to pass in Pennsylvania that Tucker Carlson wasn't all the way truthful about. This is the yes means yes law that you have to have both parties consent to having sex because their sexual assaults are going up on college campuses, blah, blah, blah. And Tucker Carlson said... The governor will mandate that they, they send video of them saying yes, and the can, they aren't making make them send video yet. But in California, 10 years, and they said this was to protect homosexual men. Okay, but see, that goes for everybody. So, so you're okay then with a 22-year-old and a 12-year-old? How about a 19-year-old and a 9-year-old having sex? Is that okay? According to this law, it's okay. A law that is already in place in California. Look it up. I forget the, the, it's a state senator. He's a gay guy out of San Francisco. I know, shocking. But that law passed last year. And it's disgusting. Truly is disgusting. Yes means yes, so no means no was too complex a concept to grasp. Oh, it's, if you look into this bill, which I did yesterday because I was trying to find the part where they said the videotapes had been sent and that's nowhere in the bill. You'll sit there and go, yeah, this is what we've been saying for years that, but now you have to get two yeses. Not a sure, not an all right, but yes, I want to have intercourse with you. Let me guess, the guy's name was Wiener or something? Hold on, let me let me look this up. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh. 
Uh-huh. Let's see. Is this it? Governor Gavin Newsom signed Senate Bill 145 into law Friday. The bill authors state Senator Scott Weiner. Good call. You were absolutely right about that, Scott Weiner. That's not a joke. Yeah. Um, was based on people misunderstanding the changes in some lies about current California law treats cases of statutory rape differently depending on the penetration that occurred. For cases involving a young adult and a minor where vaginal intercourse took place, a judge can decide whether or not to place a person convicted of statutory rape on the offender list. And I do believe that 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 the that's the guy's name. Look it up for yourself and look what this guy has done. It's disgusting what he's done. How about a 28-year-old man and 18-year-old girl? I'm okay with that. That's fine. 28 and 18, that's fine because 18, you're an adult. But what about an adult at 18 and an 8-year-old? That's 10 years as well. This law was put into place to protect pedophiles. Uh, my 27-year-old won't even consider dating an 18-year-old. He needs to wake up. <laughs> Wait till he gets 35. He'll start considering it. I'm kidding. Kidding, everybody. Jeez. By the way, if, if, you got, if there's a girl who's 18, she can date whoever the fuck she wants. She's an adult. Once again, there are no such thing as 18 or 19-year-old kids. But now what we do have are hippopotamuses that are people, according to a federal judge in Cincinnati. Can't wait. I can't wait. Oh, I cannot wait. All right. Let's see. We'll do this story and then uh, that one. Okay. Save these ones for tomorrow. Have you seen this story? Have you guys seen this thing going around on Facebook telling you to change your voicemail? Maybe it stems from this. Officials in Colorado are asking hikers to do one thing after a person was lost in the woods for 24 hours, and that's pick up the phone. Um, Lake County Search and Rescue said Facebook post a person went missing on October 19th. The hiker started on the trail around 9 and did not return by 8. Rescuers attempted to reach the hiker via cell phone, but no, none were successful. Five rescuers deployed to look for the hiker that evening, but not didn't locate them by 3 a.m. The next day, they looked at it for again. The person removed a day and a half later and said the They'd gotten lost on the trail and spent the night trying to get back on the right trail and had no idea rescues were out looking for them. Mainly because she was ignoring cell phone calls from people because she didn't recognize the number. So now what they want you to do is this. They want you to leave a thing on your voicemail, your outgoing message, if you're a hiker or somebody who likes to be in the woods. Hey, this is Arnie. And currently, I'm hiking this trail, and I plan on going up this way and going down this way. Now, there's a lot of problems with this. First of all, ask family, if you ever call me and you hear 
hey, this is Arnie, and I'm currently hiking, you have to know I have been kidnapped by someone. I am on the verge of being sold for sex slavery or something because we all know I am never going hiking. So that's the first thing you need to know. So this person is supposed to leave this on their outgoing message. That way people can go, oh, Arnie's up on this trail doing this thing because Arnie's not going to be there. Arnie's probably going to be on a boat to China being sold to the highest bidder who has a fat fetish. My son sent me the story as a famous... as I famous for not answering my phone, I, I don't have your number in my phone, so expect your call. I'm not answering it. Leave me a text message. That's why my voicemail says to do. Arnie's getting trafficked, LOL. Message, that's code for we're on vacation, and Braddy's snaking, uh, making me walk a lot of steps. That's true. That is definitely true. What making me walk too many steps. Arnie sold to sex slavery. That would be some desperate sex traffickers. Desperate. Oh, yeah. Desperate for pure sexiness. You complain about walking a mile in downtown Sac. Immediately, I know you're in trouble. Exactly. Exactly. But that's what they want you to do now on your outgoing message. Say, hey, this is so-and-so. I've been hiking. This is where I'm hiking. I do that. You call authorities immediately. Call ICE, call FBI, call uh, call Interpol, because I'm I'm internationally being trafficked. Some cannibal group might have me, and I don't want to. I don't want them to eat me. Not without me being at least able to say, "Hey, why don't you fucking eat me?" The ass would be fucking sending out an SOS. We'd be tracking his phone quicker than shit. Yeah, by the way, why didn't they just track her phone? She not have an iPhone? You can't find that thing if it's turned on? Does anybody even make their own outgoing messages anymore? I mean, that used to be fun. Now I just fucking, uh, you know, this phone number, not able to use a phone right now. Yeah, text me. All right, final story of the day. If you haven't seen this video, I got the video for you. This video is fantastic. Maybe she's got a Samsung. Maybe. This story is so funny. This is why, why, once again, nature is not your fucking friend. All right, this happened down in Brazil. First of all, you're swimming in a river in Brazil. You, you got to worry about all kinds of critters. You, get, you got the pee-pee hole fish that are down there. Swim up and then, you know, leave eggs in your pee-pee hole. Nope, I don't want that. You got piranha. And, of course, of course you're going to have, you're, you're going to have a goddamn alligator or two that you got to mess with, right? So this old boy was down in the lake down in Campo Grande. That means big camp over the weekend when he had a run-in with an alligator. Not even that big alligator. 
Holy shit. Wow, Roger! Holy shit, I just saw the video again. The guy's swimming out in the river doing his thing, and all of a sudden, from the from the left side of the screen, you see this alligator thicken, fixing to just fetch this dude's ass. I mean, it closes ground on him like I've never seen in the water before. And as soon as it gets to his leg, all of a sudden, it's just... <laughs> Dude, it bit him in the leg, but the video of the dude, it, it, it's just so awesome. I'm watching it right now. So, dude's, oh, hold on. We got, oh, follow you. Hey, look at that guy. He's swimming there. He's coming to shore. Oh, what's that? Oh, my God. Is that a submarine? Oh, my God. It's a Mr. Roger. Oh, God damn. It's got him out of the leg. I kicked that thing, and it ain't even that big a gator. If that was a bigger gator, it'd be even faster. Holy shit, man. Holy shit. Where's Tommy when I need him? Oh, I already put it up there? Yeah, okay. What did I? Here you go. There it is. If I'm swimming in a river in Brazil, someone has kidnapped me and obviously trying to get away. Just a disease alone in the water. Dear Lord, living creatures have to be hybrid by now. My mom says, I saw that video and thought of you. Dude, that, that alligator flat out fetches him. It'd be like a, like four white guys running in a race and getting like a 30-yard head start, and then they let the black guys run. And the black guys pass them by like mile 50 or, or, or 50 yards of a 100-yard dash. That fucking thing had some closing speed. Whew. Yep, that's going to keep me out of the water for a while down in Brazil. There you go. All right, that's going to do it for us today. We will be back tomorrow, same Arnie time, same Arnie channel. Remember, we're doing a Saturday show this week. Not really a show per se, but we are doing a, a, a broadcast on Saturday. We're covering the Texas-Baylor football game. I hope that everybody can make it for that. If you can't, no big deal. It will be alive and well on the website, ArnieRadio.com, forever and ever. Amen. Uh Friday, we're going to do cover songs again. I got those all picked out for Friday. So uh, remember, every room you walk in is better. Why? Because you are in there. So until tomorrow, y'all have a fantastic day. And adios, everybody.
Tonight's sponsor, Gynalotrimin Vaginal Cream. <laughs> when you got something fungal deep down in your lady jungle, Gynalotrimin Vaginal Cream. You've been listening to the Arnie State Show at ArnieRadio.com. Stop it, stop it, stop, 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 stop talking. Um, I, I did just want to take a moment to thank everybody. Goodbye now. I am going to go get late. Goodbye. See you tomorrow. Goodbye. Bye. He's done. That's what's happened. It's over. He's finished. Law enforcement is outside waiting to arrest him.